is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. What are you talking about? No, it's not him. There's only one more. There is only one more. There is, that's, that's it. One more. Get it right. No. They saw your team put up zero effort. Wake up. Remember in the old days they used to have oxygen for them. Where's the oxygen? They play like absolute just garbage. <laughs> this, this is the Sports Loud Mouths. Yay! Man, can you keep it down? I'm trying to introduce here. With Errol Marks, Speedy Petey, and Tyler Harrison. Tyler Harrison. You're not even a has-been. You're a never was. You're a never was. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it's me, Biggie. <laughs> and yes, Tyler, Big Mothball Harrison is in the studios as we speak. And Speedy, like a man, Petey. And remember, you can call us, Petey. What is the number to call? 631-672-3108. And remember, you can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app by going to iOS, WWSRN, or Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Benjamin, are you okay over there? Over there in the uh, Wisconsin of A? Milwaukee, uh, hopefully he's okay uh, yeah. after all the surgeries. Um, uh, so shout out to Ben. Uh, Carl, where are you, bud? Where are you? Uh, where is the craziness? We have a great show lined up for you guys tonight. We haven't heard from Jeff for the week, which is very surprising. I'm very surprised that we haven't heard from him, but maybe we'll hear from him tonight. The I night, don't know. The night is young. The night is young. We've got a lot of sports to talk and, and a lot of craziness to uh, get through. So uh, at 9.30, we'll be talking to Eyes on Isles blogger Michel Anderson. So he'll be joining us. And, and, and I, I got a question for him. By the way, go pack. I see Ben over here. I got a question. I, I, my question for him when we get into the conversation. I is, think you should save it. What? Should I save I th- it? I think you should save it. I think we should. <laughs> so I'll wait until I ask. But. Anyways, we got a great show lined up for you. Speedy, what do we got? All right, so we got uh, your argument of who is the better young New York goaltender <laughs> we did not get into yesterday as All a result right. of uh, having two guests and also, uh, uh, also uh, not two guests, one guest that was on for about an hour and Caleb M- McChesney yesterday. Great, 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 great debate, everything. Just, we had him on for about an hour. So we didn't get and to what that. makes him so great is he agreed with almost everything. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. That I agree with. <laughs> we so. didn't say he was smart. We said he was great. No, no, no. I, 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 he was He's great. He's smart. He's he's a brilliant kid. Nineteen years old, and he's he's. I'm twenty years older than him, and he's still learning. But I, I can teach you. I could show you the way to the dark side, my friend. So no, that bright ass orange shirt. What, what are you talking about? This bright ass shirt. This shirt. This shirt is beautiful. You know, it is beautiful. What's wrong with it? Well, and for, why is for, it the Nick game on? What the hell are we watching right now? Because football is more important no, than First basketball. of all, I am a Knicks fan, diehard, and we are here in New York. So we should be watching New York sports. That's what we should be doing. But uh, we They're at halftime right now. 55-51, they're up. Oh, there you go. What's Julius Randle doing? He's on my fancy team. Uh-oh. Take a jump. Let's jump off the ledge. Uh, nope. Uh, two points. <laughs> Seven rebounds, five assists. Yes! Yes, Tyler's losing. So he's the facilitator I'm actually killing this kid. It doesn't matter. He's like tripling up his opponent right now. He showed me yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, again, we'll get into the 
the young <laughs> the young goaltending war of <laughs> New York. <laughs> uh, what else? <laughs> what are you? Sorry. What are you? What is? What are you? A chipmunk or something? He's, he's, he's going, I'm rolling he's, along. He's, he's going with different different animal themes every day. Mm. <laughs> from what it seems like. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like a monkey. Ooh, boy, Montez. But go now. ahead. Uh, so Thank what do we? What do we so got? I also get into some NFL trade deadline rumors. The latest on obviously Deshaun Watson, Marcus May, and a couple other defensive players: Fletcher Cox, Melvin Ingram wanting out now, <laughs> Brandon Cooks wanting out. <laughs> There's a bunch of them. We got our picks and more with the NBA with uh, with the Knicks and the Nets. Isn't well. Melvin Ingram playing for Pittsburgh? Yes, and now he wants out because oh. he's not. He's barely playing now. He's, he doesn't like his role. So. Mm, he should have well, stayed over there uh, in L.A. That's where he should have been. He not might go back. Uh, he's not going back. He's not going back there no. now. The Chiefs apparently were the rumored team to get him, Ooh. but they don't have enough money, so I don't know if they're going to be able to make. Is that, that going to really help them? Seriously, it's one player. It might, it might, it might not. I don't know. It might help Chris Jones a lot though. Uh, yeah, well, Chris, well Jones, Chris Jones. Yeah, it'll help. Overpaid Chris Jones fatso. You know, oh. Chris Jones is not overpaid. He's overpaid and he's fat. You know, he's one of the best DTs. Of- how about how about we just strap him to your back and see if you can walk about five feet with him on your back? What do you who? think, Chris Jones? No, but who? Me or him? You? Oh, no, I wouldn't survive. You might have a shot. No, I don't think he stands a chance. You're talking about a 300-pound guy sitting on Tyler's back. <laughs> Tyler might make his out-of-shade back. Tyler might make five inches. I'll just collapse. Uh, you know what? He could grab onto the hair of your back. What, is, what does that sound? You know, usually as a horse. What do you think? Is that good? I'm done talking for the remainder of the show. <laughs> Anyways. There's going to be a time mm-hmm. when he says something ironically dumb. Mm-hmm. And Speedy, I need you to just annihilate him with me, because he talks a lot of shit. I do. I'm very good at it too. Oh, you're you're a pro. You, oh. should, you should write a book. <laughs> you should write a book. I know. I'm, the Rollo Joke Book. That's what we should call. It. Yeah. Well, I, I am uh, a very good talker, but I need I, people to roll over. Yeah, you know, mm. roll over, no. sit. Uh, you know, you you'll roll over. Woof woof. <laughs> what the hell is that? It's what a do dog. You, that's a dog. Woof woof. Woof, woof. Woof, woof. How about bark? <laughs> dogs, wait, but dogs don't go bark, bark. They go woof, woof. Well, hold on. You're saying that dogs just woof, woof? I mean, that, that doesn't I mean, mean, mean. They don't go same. bark, bark. No, well, Where are that, they, a tree? It's called barking. Okay? Right, but they go woof, woof. Yeah, but that's not. Hold on one second. Again, we're going to go in. When we, when we talk about dogs barking, it's yes, they woof, but it's barking. So when you say woof, woof, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a dog. What could it mean? Uh, it could be something else. Like? I don't know. It could be something else. No. I could see other animals doing the same thing, you idiot. Woof, woof. Yes. Anyways, uh, so Speedy, what do you want to get into first today? Uh, I'm going to give you the opportunity. I think, I think the debate, I'm curious on this debate here that you guys are going to have. I was in such a bad Ilya mood, Sorokin, too. Igor Shesterkin, both having phenomenal starts to the season. Who's the better New York goaltender? They're both kind of hyped up to be that way. I, I'm, uh, I'm curious on, on this, especially with having an Islanders guy coming up next uh, on the show at 930. It, it, it's pretty simple. Uh, it, it's really pretty simple. Uh, the best goalie coming out of the KHL since Samsonov was Sorokin. Okay? Sorokin won two championships in the KHL. He's the older goaltender. He's, he's a year and a half older than uh, Igor Shishorkin, whatever his name is. Shishorkin. Shishorkin, whatever, whatever you want to call him. Yes, right now, starting off the first two games of the season, he gave up four goals and six goals, but uh, he didn't expect to start the season. Volamov was expected to start in the beginning of the season. But really, since then, who's been a better goalie right now in the NHL in the last four games? 
it's it's easy, Ilya Sorokin. And last year, who was the better goaltender? I mean, if you look at the numbers at the end of the season, Sorokin was the better goaltender. Now, I'm not saying Igor Shashorkin. What whatever Shashorkin, Shashorkin, whatever. I'm not saying Igor is not a good goaltender, and I think he'll be a good goaltender in the NHL. But when you talk about elite and you talk about guys that you want to put in the Vasilevsky, Vasilevsky's type of goaltending, you know, from, from Russia, and, and they compared Sorokin to – who's that uh, goaltender from the 80s that they, they compared him to from, from the Olympics that everybody t- says, like, he was – Oh, uh, Jim Craig? No. From the Russian team, you idiot. Oh, um – yeah, Tretiak. They compare <laughs> his – first of all, he's the same size as Tretiak. And they say his skills and his flexibility is, is right there with Tretiak. They, some people say he's the best goaltender to come out of Russia in almost 25 years. Okay? Now, now that does that mean that he's going to be better than Igor Shostorkin? No, it doesn't mean that. But what we've seen so far and in the year and a half that we've seen in the NHL – I mean, Speedy, you're a Ranger fan. You're a Ranger fan. Who's been a better goalie in the last year and a half? Well, yeah, year and a half. Year and a half is definitely Sorokin because Sorokin last year was up there in terms of the rookie goalies for the the Calder Trophy. What could have been? What could What could have been? I, I he, they didn't give him the top three nominations. I think they gave the the Minnesota goalie. I'm drawing a blank on his name. They gave it to him too, and he was very good last year too. <laughs> yeah. But Calop- I don't think Calapoco or yeah, whatever it, his name is. I, I don't think anybody was topping Caprazov for the rookie of the year last year. Because he just he had twenty plus goals in a shortened season and almost 50, uh, almost sixty points, so I think they were nobody was going to top him there. But that was the main competition. Also, the Carolina goalie Nedeljkovic, who for some reason they traded this off season, traded to Detroit. He's not yeah. doing so well. <laughs> I know. I don't know why they traded him. He's not doing so well anyway. So it doesn't well, matter. Detroit's not, well, Carolina's a much better team than Detroit. We kind of expected that to happen, but still, for a team that maybe they knew something that we didn't. I mean, they replaced him with Frederick Anderson. Who so wasn't great either. But still, is Carolina winning right now? Eh, they're all right. They're they're doing. They're winning, so I, I still I think I think for a team that since Cam Ward in his prime has had trouble with goaltenders, I'm just surprised they impulsively did that. Even if they brought in Anderson as a, as another guy who's still a nice number two option, still surprising they would have done, or even one A one B because it's a young goalie. It's just surprising they did that. But going back to the yeah, going back to that, I think this season in terms of the sa- uh, the save percentage and the consistency, you can't of it, look at that right now. I, I think the three-game sample at the beginning was Shesterkin, but also also Sorokin has done it against Vegas, though, too. That's, that's, a big, that's a big boost to it, him doing it. I think 34 saves against Vegas, I think, gives him a, l- a little bit of an edge. Uh, a little bit of an edge. This, is, in terms of this season, he, in terms of the last two? As the season, pro- as, as the season progresses, uh, and, and, and you heard Barry Trotz the other day, uh, Vlamov is coming back. They just dropped Schneider. Vlamov will be back. Uh, when are the Islanders playing? Tonight? Tomorrow? When, when, when they, were, the they were playing tonight. So they're playing tonight. Uh, they, he wasn't even sure who was going to start. Vlamov was the lead guy. He was going to start. And now all of a sudden, he's unsure who's going to start uh, in this game. So uh, obviously, the Islanders seeing things start to sway to Sorokin. Sorokin, to me, is the, one of the best young goaltenders in the NHL. No, Igor could be too. I'm not saying that he's not. But... Uh, the comparison is he? Are they playing tonight? I don't think they're playing. Tonight. Oh, no, they don't not. play until. No, tomorrow. they're not. They're playing until. They're playing Saturday. Never mind. Yeah, they're playing Saturday t- at one thirty against Nashville. Yeah, and and, and so and, they're like the Rangers. They had that four day break then. So, right, and and to me, when you when you look at both of the goaltenders, and 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 again, 
you, you can't really it's, – it's a very short span. You can't really compare and contrast one goaltender to the other. But obviously when you look at the talent and what, what is there in the last past year and a half, I'm going to say Sorokin is the better goaltender. And As we progressively go throughout the season, and Igor will be the starting goaltender. Sorokin will be the starting goaltender for the Rangers for many, many years to come. These guys are roommates. They're best friends. Uh, one of the reasons why Ilya, Ilya Sorokin came to the island is the fact that Igor – is playing for the Rangers. These guys are very close with one another. Families are very, very close. And I expect these guys to do very, very well in their respectable teams. But I, honestly, in the KHL, if you look at their records, and even in the championship a couple of years ago, they played against one another in the championship. Who won that championship series? It was Sorokin. Sorokin outplayed Sistorkin. So, uh, to me, and, and you can ask some of the Ranger fans. Uh, Ranger fans, you ask the Beef. And Abiv loves Igor Sestorkin. He'll tell you Sorokin's better. So, he, honestly, and that doesn't mean... He also mean, said to trade a Tarmac bat. Well... <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> true. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> well, Calm down. Well, the Abiv does say some crazy things. But um, Panarin... And, and again, the Rangers are playing good hockey. You, you, can't really, you can't really say that they're not. I, you now, can't. Now, as far as Galan I mean, is concerned... you can. You'd be wrong, though. Well, well, whoever's saying they play bad hockey, they 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 can't play well at home. I, I don't understand it, but they've the always road, been like that. Hockey. Though, on the road, they're a great hockey team. At home, they can't play for shit. They've always been like that, except for like I think the twenty even strength. Season. They're garbage. They, yeah, it's weird. power play sucks. Penalty kill though. <laughs> if the Rangers are a man down, look out. <laughs> they might score. <laughs> True, that's one of the if and, the and best defense speedy, is like speedy, that. Just so you know, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes are undefeated. And they're five and zero, and they play five games this year. Uh, Frederick, Frederick Anderson is five and zero right now in Frederick the season. Frederick Anderson's not bad. Uh, he he's is not bad. And for say he's doing okay, they're in second place. And right now, the only reason why they're in second place is because uh, the Washington Washington Capitals have three overtime uh, games, and they have points over there. That's it. Uh, it, it, it's only right more now, games than hand in Carolina is undefeated right now. They're, I think they're the only undefeated team. No, uh, St. Louis. St. Really? Louis. Oh, is the, the Sharks other. aren't anymore either. They were. They were undefeated for a while. So. No, I don't think the Sharks are. No, they lost two games. Okay, so, so they, I think they started four and zero, and then they. And Edmonton is five and one. This might be the year. Yeah, for Edmonton. Edmonton just got their first loss. I saw that. Edmonton. This I might be Edmonton's so. year. Right, they're too young. Well, too young. Their defense is playing well this year. They got, their defense is finally good. Yes, and their, and their goaltending looks really good, too. So uh, this might be the year for the Edmonton Oilers. If they uh, can get the the playoff Mike Smith that the Coyotes had, where he was hold very on, good, hold on. they could be. Let's just, let's, let's just call spade a spade. Mm-hmm. And when I say this, I don't want everyone to jump down my throat because it's not really directed towards him, per se. If Connor McDavid can play a full year, you might have a point. If he gets hurt, then throw this out the window. doesn't matter. The question is with them is more offensive depth because Errol's right. Their defense has actually improved a lot. Very they sure. have Nurse. They have um, Larson. 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 Yeah, Larson they have, they, yeah, but the they anchor, have, really. It, it, was, it was like certain teams like the Penguins. They had good guys. They had good core guys, but they didn't have depth. They were looking for those other guys. They had the Penguins Clef, look good, Clef too. Clefbaum was hurt last year, who was all They're right. They're always good. But, but now they have some young guys they that lose are playing in the well, too. Well, I don't think – I think now it's kind of windling down, but – yeah, well, the, yeah, they're dealing with a lot of cap issues, but now Edmonton actually has more. Well, Malkin just guys. screwed him. Why? Well, I, I don't know why getting Malkin would sign a big deal like that. That mm. three-year extension for what? Guys, well, he is one of the best players guys, in the league. No, I get it. No, Malkin I get that. Malkin was going but, for his last contract, right? Probably but I gets. get it. But do you want a cup or do you want money? 
That's his call. He picked he money. Picked, he picked so money. Get, that's, yeah. that's on him. He picked now, money. Here's they're the real not, question. They're not Does winning Crosby stay? Yes. Yeah, he'll stay. Yes. He'll, he'll finish his career with Pittsburgh. And if he doesn't, he'll go He'll go to Canada. I, I, maybe Edmonton and go he, play with I was going to say, he might go play with Connor uh, He might. I mean, he could do that if he wants to win another championship. He's not winning another championship with Pittsburgh. There is no way Pittsburgh is ever going to win another championship with the, t- the, the team that they have uh, put together right now. Uh, I, 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 you look at teams like uh, the Islanders that are very well put together. I'm just saying that. No. Uh, the Carolina, the Carolina Hurricanes, Hurricanes are very, Tampa very Bay still Washington very Capitals very well put together. Um, Tampa still win in the playoffs. Yeah. The Florida Panthers are very well put together. Boston is very Boston well put, is very together. put so, together. So mm-hmm. these teams are you know, Vancouver. When, when it comes, yeah, well, that's the West. I'm talking about the East. Well, but when when you're talking when you're talking about the East and where the East no is, mentions the Canucks. Yeah, they're they're good, but they they're, they're in the West. They're in the West. JT Miller. Oh, he can't play hockey. Screw you! When you look moron. at when you look at the West, right? I mean, when you look at the East, the they, there's the maybe five or four really, really good teams that really stand out that are really well put together, and 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 it and, and any good thing year could win a championship. Vigneault, that's his name. I mean, and you need you need a ba- good, great backup goaltender too. I mean, you do, you, you, do, you do, especially it's a two in the goal playoffs. System now, it's it's especially in the playoffs, because Unless if somebody. You if somebody falls apart in the playoffs, like Falamov or or Sorokin, you still you still Mark have Mark Andre Fleury. You need that other goaltender that's going to step in and it's going to give you that uh, that boost. Uh, I think there are quite a few teams that Washington has that. Carolina doesn't have that, and I think that'll be a problem. And as they, that's what I was saying. Why did they trade Jelkovic? It made no sense. Um, the Islanders have it. What they get back? Tampa has it. I think a second round pick and some. Like but they need cap space. AHL Boston's had like it for years. I mean, they, all these teams. They, they've right. Halak. Right. They had Halak in. What's right. his name again? Tuka Rask. Tuka Rask. Mm-hmm. So they, you need those dual. Unless you have an elite. And Rask had to take over for somebody else too. I'm sorry. Because Rask had to take over. Well, Tim Thomas at that. Yeah, time. there it is. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you you need you you need a good dual. Uh, dual threat. Right. At the, Unless at you the got table. that one guy like yeah. Vasilevsky, or and uh, I think I think a lot of these teams are starting to progressively get that one guy. I, I I believe Sorokin is that guy for the Islanders as he progressively grows into the position. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna take the job away from Falamov. Falamov. To is, be honest with you, I'm surprised it's even a question. I would let the kids start. Well, I I. I it, it's not well. I mean, Volamov was up for a Venzina Trophy last year. I get it. I understand. But he he oh, was one of the best goalies in the league last year. Okay, I get it. But this, listen, every I think for the past year and a half, at least once a week, we've mentioned the fact that the Islanders are a solid defensive team, right? Yes, they're very and they're solid. they are a very well coached team too. So if you're ever going to get a kid that's supposed to lead a Stanley Cup winning team, you start him now. You let him now. Volarmov is a, oh, well, we just lost um, Robin he's, Leonard, uh, who's a veteran that we can bring in and see if the kid's pretty, ready. If he you has look been at, well. If you look at, it, if you look look at his, his numbers career, last two years. He has not been great his yeah. entire career. Well, if he you, came here and emerged as a elite goalie. goalie. He's right. an elite goalie. He is. He's an elite goalie right now. So look at look at Robin Lerner. He came here. He's an elite goalie in this league. And I, I think a lot of you. And, and, he kicked Mark Andre Fleury out and, of Vegas. And I will and I will say this, and I'm going to say this again. The one thing that Lou Lamorella has an eye for is goaltending. He, he's always well, had an eye for idiot. that. You go look at what he did with uh, you know the Devils finding Martin Brodeur. Uh, all those years, he he's the one who drafted uh, um, uh, Schneider. 
He he drafted Schneider. Schneider was one of an elite. Uh, he was an elite goalie. At Corey one Schneider point. was a very good goalie yeah, he, for a very he, long time. Yes, he was. And and now you you look at obviously uh, obviously Volamov and Lerner. He's he he has an eye for goaltending. He's always had an eye for goaltending. So to me, well, where did he go after New Jersey? He left somewhere. Uh, I think Vancouver. Toronto. He went to Toronto after he left New Jersey. Corey Schneider. No, you, who, no, who, no. Who, I'm in Lula. Oh, well, well, he yeah. went to Toronto. 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 Yeah, he went to Toronto well. and he built, helped build Toronto. Well, he did, but I, he he's did. not the I one who wanted John Tavares. Then he went to he went to the Islanders, and that was when John Tavares decided to flee and go over there to Toronto and look what he's doing over there in Toronto. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, it's like Kyle Dubas is not a smart GM. <laughs> By the way, so well, we mentioned Toronto, right? I think that was Igor story. He's like nine and zero when he has to face thirty five something shots, and seven and zero when he faces forty something shots. So, and this is not a debate of like, oh, Sorokin sucks, Storkin sucks. I. We've always talked about the Islanders being a well-defensive team. We just said it two seconds ago. Mm-hmm. They are a well-established team. Probably the, the best, Bre- of, best all-around defensive team in the NHL. Maybe. Probably. They are built very well. They're even a deep team. They're, they're probably four lines deep. Now, that, they they're are not, four they're lines They're not deep. four lines mega deep like Tampa Bay was last year, but they, they have four lines that they can send out there with anybody. I would say they're, they're pretty deep now. I, I no, mean, deep, but they're not. They weren't Tampa Bay sending out three lineups of all stars and then no. a line of average guys. No. They're sending out one line of all but stars who does? and three. I mean, well, ta- I'm just saying. Tampa cheated, okay? Oh, hold on. We're not bringing up Tampa. I'm just <laughs> using that as an example because I don't want people going, uh, Tampa but, we, Bay. but we know what Tampa did. Tampa used the salary cap to their advantage. Well, they good made for che- them. Everyone should do that. Cheating. Gary Bettman, you stupid ass. I'm just kidding. Best commissioner in all sports. Best commissioner in all sports. That's not saying much. That's not saying much. But hey, listen. Take the crown when you can have it. Because Rob Manfred's going to get fired soon, and Adam Silver's going to be there a very long time. So... That's oh, not well. saying much. Well. I mean, he, he you have LeBron James running the show over there. No, he LeBron the, is really the commissioner. Yeah, he so. is the commissioner. <laughs> I mean, you might as well make an all-world team. Yeah. Make no. an Olympic uh, United States team and they, they play. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, make an Olympic team right now uh, with all the young players and put them against the world and put them against the whole league and see, you know, see how many times they win. <laughs> you know, maybe, uh, maybe somebody will come out a winner. I mean, I, obviously the American team lost the first two games of a – of the preseason tournament before I they thought they the... looked like this shit, to be honest. What they happened? looked awful. I don't think so. They looked awful. What, in the whole Olympics? No, the first three games, they looked awful. Yeah, well, because obviously you're putting all these superstars together, and they haven't played all season. These foreign teams, they play in the offseason. They, they play with each other after the season ends. Yeah. They do. They uh, they go over there to Turkey. They go over there to France, and they play together. So uh, that's that's the difference. The Americans, you don't know who's going to make the American team. Uh, for Donovan Mitchell was going to play. Then he did, decided not to play. Then this guy was supposed to play. Then he decided not to play. I mean, you didn't know who was going to make the American team and wasn't going to make the American team. And that's why uh, it took a while for them to figure it out. Once they did, once really Devin Booker got there, and um, what what's his name? Middleton, Middleton and Holiday. And yeah, Holiday, right. that team was a completely different Because also, team. I think it was Beal and I, was it Tatum, too, that also got COVID as well and couldn't travel with them, too? Mm. Another so. unknown guy catches the ball. So there you go. Mercedes Lewis. There you go. He's hey. not unknown. No, he's an old tight end. Oh, okay. and it doesn't count. It doesn't he's count. He's out of bounds. Well, <laughs> thank God. Well, good. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> Randall Cobb. Why don't we go to a quick break? When we come back, we will be talking to Eyes on the Islanders blogger Michelle Anderson here on the Sports Loudmouth. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loudmouths. 
we are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Sports Loudmouth. I'm your host, Errol Marks. My co-host, Speedy Petey and Tyler Mothball Harrison. Remember, you can call us at 631-672-3108. You can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app by going to iOS, WWSRN, or Android. Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Well, well, well. We were talking hockey, and why don't we get into some hockey with a beat writer for the New York Islanders. We are now talking to Eyes on Isles blogger, Michelle Anderson. What's going on, Michelle? Not a whole lot. What's going on with you guys? Well, you know, besides looking at Tyler's face for the whole show, I mean, I'm pretty damn good. You know, I mean... What's wrong with Tyler's face? I mean, well, he's... Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. You're welcome. It's not the first time Michelle's ever said that, but good. Uh, Well, his his hairline is uh, definitely at loss, and, uh, you Mm. know, he needs to tweeze those eyebrows. They look like a bunch of bushes, so, you know. Yeah, that's harsh, man. I get the the, the, the fading hairline. I got the same thing in yeah, there. Yeah, well, the I, I think you're oh, right, right down there. I thought you me. were attacking me too. I was gonna be like, "What the hell is I, this?" I think you have a little <laughs> bit. I think you have a little bit more hair than he does. Okay, I but... think it's the, the comb over is doing me some justice here. Well, that's how old are you? How, how old are you, Michelle? Thirty eight. You're thirty. You're I'm twenty nine. You're my age, so he's twenty nine. He's losing his hair. So that's now a... you know what the screwed up part is. He's got that hat on. But he's got a ball of hair under there. Yes, I do. Like, I he's do. got enough for me, you, and all of Africa. And he's just hiding it under that stupid hat. Wait, 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 hold on one second. I wear a hat for a reason because I, I don't – for some reason with headsets, I don't, like to wear, I, I don't like to wear them on my bare head. So I have to wear a hat during the show. It's just something – unless I spike my hair. But I don't really like to do that during the show, so I wear a hat. But uh, that's, that, honestly, that's the reason why I wear a hat. Because I don't like to wear a headset on top of my my head, but it's it's like something it's weird. Anyways, yeah, I do that do even when I DJ. You know, if if anybody knows me as a DJ, uh, I'm usually wearing a hat. If I'm doing a party, I'm I have my hair spiked, so I don't really have to feel it on top of my head. So, anyways, so tell us a little bit about your blog. How long have you been doing this blog? How many followers you have? And what made you decide to write about the Islanders? Okay, so how long? Five years, I'm going to say. About five, six years. My son's six, and I started doing it when he was just about when he was born. Followers. Oh, I guess if you get like the only thing that has a number is Twitter, and that's around 1800. That's good. That's good. It's a decent amount. It's a healthy amount. And why did I decide to do it? Well, I was working full time as a federal government employee, and I didn't like it. So I was like, this cannot be my life. I cannot keep doing this nine to five thing anymore. So I like hockey. I started writing about hockey and that's been the last five years of my life. And you're getting paid for it. So there you go. I am indeed. I'm getting paid for it full time. I don't work there anymore. I officially quit two months ago. So this is the full time gig, baby. Oh, there you go. So good. Congratulations. Living the American dream. Look at that. Living the dream, writing stories about the Islanders. So you can't. No, well, the Islander part could probably. No, you can't hate that. I love that. I, I, I like I the love shirt. That. I like the shirt, Errol. Yeah, but anyways, uh, so why don't we get into the New York Islanders? And in the beginning of the season, uh, the first two games, the Islanders didn't look good. They gave up ten goals in the fir- actually eleven goals in the first two games. Uh, they looked poor. Sorokin, uh, obviously a young goaltender coming into the NHL, coming from the KHL, bigger ice. Uh, uh, last year you saw in the playoffs, he gave up a lot of rebounders, re- rebounds, which actually affected him later in the rounds and why Volamov eventually took over uh, I- I- against Tampa Bay. 
when you look at Sorokin right now, position where he is, and Volamov coming back, do you think this is his job to lose? I don't think it was ever his job to begin with. Mm. So the way things have started out this year, it was always going to be 1A, 1B, mm. assuming they were both healthy, of course, and that wasn't the case. So it was, it was him. They're, they were not going to be playing Corey Schneider. That just wasn't going to happen. Um, so it was, it was really a 1A, 1B, 50%. Down the line for Sorokin, 50% for Varlamov, and maybe it changes a 5% here or there based off of whoever's playing the best at that time. But I, I don't think it, it's his to lose because it was never his to begin with in so much as only his. This is very much a partnership and a duo and a tandem. And, and the fact that Simeon Bar, sorry, Ilyas, yeah, Simeon Varlamov is coming back just reinforces that. There's, there's no loss, there's no negative here. It's just pure positive for the Islanders right now. So long-term, if Sorokin does end up taking over kind of as that main starter type like he's supposed to, what do you see them doing with Varlamov? Do you see them re-signing him cheap? Do you see them maybe moving him? Do you, maybe a sign-and-trade type thing? Or do, you, or, do you think, or do you think maybe he'll end up maybe getting extension on this current contract? Yeah, that's a good question, right? Because like, when you look at the Islanders, they're, they're stuck up against the cap. Uh, so keeping someone who's on... What is it? Five million dollars, five million dollars, like Simeon Varlamov is for this year and next, doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But the way that the NHL is evolving, you need two strong goalies, right? The, the gone are the days where you have everyone has their one guy that they play 60, 65 some odd games. It still happens, of course, but those games, those days are going away because they're going into this. We have stronger caliber players that we can put in and that we can share the crease. So you don't see these $10, $11 million goalies uh, so much anymore. So I could imagine they, they bring him, they, they keep him on, just like they did with like Ross Johnson, right? They're keeping Ross Johnson for four years. Why don't you want to keep someone who's a Vezina caliber goalie, right? He was fifth for the Vezina Trophy last year and probably should have won it, in my opinion, uh, for another couple of years. Now, of course, the salary cap does factor in. So we've seen the Islanders shed $5 million contracts for the last couple of years now. Can they shed this one next year? Yeah, probably. And, and they, they might just do it. I see that as the likelier option rather than an extension in keeping him. Not because he's not good, just because we need to make some space and $5 million is a lot of space. So obviously the Islanders have been for the backbone. I'm sorry, the backbone of the Islanders for the past two and a half, three years has been their team defense and coaching and everything else. They showed last year that they needed an elite scorer to really get them over the hump, and that was really their flaw against Tampa Bay, not having that one guy send him out there and get the puck in the net at any cost. Besides Barzell, do you see them being able to get a star on this team with him to just finally get this team to get to the Stanley Cup? Are, are you asking me if the Islanders are, are ever going to find an elite-level winger for their first-line center? Yes. Because that has been a question that's been going on for the Islanders for a long since time. 2009, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, well, I, let's forget I, the first guy. Let's I think, just forget all about him. I think they have that one on the team. They just got to move him over there to first line. Or are you talking about Oliver Wallstrom? That's exactly who I think should be on the first line. Yeah, so... I don't think he's going to be moving there this year. While I don't disagree that he probably should, or at least get a chance to do so, at least regularly. Uh, to, to get to your your question, Tyler, I don't I don't think they're going to go out and find one. I think, like Errol is saying, they're going to have to find one internally. Uh, and right now, the the hope is that that's going to be Anders Lee, mm-hmm. right? Like Anders Lee is going to be that 30, 40 goal scorer for their system. 
uh, and they'll they'll deal with that, and then they're going to add or supplement that with a bunch of twenty goal scores like Barzal, Palmieri, Wallstrom, Peugeot, probably even. Bo, so the Tarasenko buzz is done. No, I, I don't think, think so. it's done. I don't think it's done. I, I think if he becomes available at the trade deadline and they can get him for a swoop, maybe a Bailey and, and maybe a pick, I could see that happening. I mean, they're going to have to shed some contra, some money because Volamov, I mean, Tarasenko, and you know this, Tarasenko next year and the year after is only making $5.5 million. So if you trade Bailey in that trade and maybe a pick to make them happy, uh, you could get that done. Yeah, so that that's the thing, right? Like bringing in Tarasenko is the play ideally because again, like the marriage between Tarasenko and the St. Louis Blues is as fractured as fractured can be. Uh, it is very much on life support. Uh, but like Errol says, he's making five point five million dollars in terms of total salary, right? That's the actual money they're giving him. But his cap it is still seven point five million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can move, say, say Bailey, um, that that frees up quite a bit of space to make that work. Can they do that this year? You can always work the math, right? Like, if I say no, someone is going to be screaming their mind out, going like, my cat-friendly page says they can. <laughs> and and they're, they're right. To an extent, you can make anything work. Is can they actually, in the real world, get it done? I, I'm not so sure. Not now. Maybe next year. Um, and and that, that's where you talk about the moving the Varlamov, as you did earlier. And maybe someone else, Cal Clutterbuck, maybe coming in at a lot less than $3.5 million per year. And now you're starting to, okay, well, now we've got space. And we know already that Tarasenko is healthy. There's no question about that. So that question may not linger next year uh, when, when this discussion has to be taken up again. I think Kyle Clutterbuck will sign. He will sign back with the Islanders. They'll sign for, a, obviously, a cheaper price. I think they're going to try to keep this fourth line together because I think this is the best fourth line in hockey. And this is really who they are. This is the heart of their team, that fourth line. Um, but I want to get into the the players that they brought in the offseason. You, you talk about Zidane Chara and obviously Parisi, two guys that I thought were going to play a big part of this team as they move forward in the season. Two veterans, two captains, two guys that have won before. So... When, when you look at Parisi right now, obviously right now playing on that third line, uh, obviously with uh, Pajot and, 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 the play, and Wallstrom, do you think Zach Parisi will figure things out and actually start playing like the Parisi we remember? And Zidane Chara, I think he's going to absolutely help. If he's going to help anybody, he's going to help the goaltending, especially Sorokin uh, growing in this league, uh, especially one year, that one-year contract. So both players, what do you see with both of these players as they move forward in Barry Trotz's system? I, I think Zach Parise has already proven that he's worth the money they're giving him already. He, he doesn't have the points but when you look at the underlying numbers, uh, he, he's doing exactly what the Islanders want their players to do. So the whole Islander system, you guys have talked about it before, is defense first, right? They play a lot of defense. And I think the best summation of their system that I've, that I've heard is it's a bend-don't-break system, right? They invite all, times of, all types of offensive pressure, but they know that we're going to keep you to the outside and we're going to limit your dangerous opportunities, and then we're going to score on our own. And to do that, they need to be playing solid defense and transition that defense into offense. And when you look at the underlying numbers for someone like Zach Parise, Oliver Wallstrom, and Jean-Gabriel Pajot, they're very, very, very good at that. They start over 60% of their, of their zone starts in the D zone, but are yet well, some of the only positive players when it comes to Corsi and expected goals for on the entire team. Mm-hmm. 
And when we're talking about positive expected goals for, we're not talking about like just a little bit over 50. We're talking like 60%, which is really, really good. Um, so like they're, they're really good at doing what they're supposed to do in the system. So for a guy like Zach Parise, he's already doing what he's supposed to do. I have no worries about him at all. When it gets to Zayde Nochara, that's, uh, that's a little bit tougher because he very much looks his age, right? He's 44 years old. He's not, you know, he's long in the tooth, right? Specifically for the NHL. So when it gets to his speed, that's kind of an issue. But it's not the big issue that everyone's making out, making it out to be. Like the Islanders were never a fast team to begin with. So I don't think we need to worry about like, oh my God, the team is slow now because they have Chara. They were slow to begin with. This is just making them, yes, a little bit slower. But it, I think what we're failing to realize here is that bringing in extra speed um, probably wasn't something that Lou Lamarillo could have done. Mm-hmm. Now you talk about Zidane Chara's impact on the team. Sorokin for sure is going to benefit from it. But a guy like Noah Dobson is definitely going to benefit from that. You got, you know, the sweet whispers of Zedano Chara like pounding down from like the, the mountaintops, literally, <laughs> into Noah Dobson's ear. Um, Dobson is help a, him grow. Dobson's not a slouch either. I mean, six foot four. I was at the, <laughs> I was at the draft, okay. And I remember when Oliver Wallstrom was drafted, I think at at eleven, and then Dobson was drafted at twelve. I went down to interview both of them. Wallstrom's a stocky six foot. 5'11 type of guy, yeah. And, and, and then you look at Dobson. I was, I was looking up, and I, he, he's got a personality. And first of all, he is huge. And I, I told him, I said, you know, we're expecting big things from you, especially with your size. He says, well, I'm definitely big. That's for sure. And, and, and we, both, we both started laughing. His publicist is not much of a nice guy. But nevertheless, um, we had a lot of fun. And I, I think Noah Dobson's going to be a star in this league for many, many years to come. But uh, I think as far as looking up from it, he's not, much that, he's not that much bigger than Noah Dobson. That's for sure. That's true. And it's wild to think, right? Like 6'2", six, 6'4", six, you're thinking that's two inches, not a big deal. Yeah. But I'm six feet. My buddy Matt is six foot four, and I feel like I'm yelling to the hilltops whenever I have to speak to him. He's <laughs> only just a little bit taller than I am. Mm-hmm. But, like, even then, like, when you get to Chara or the, the, the difference between Chara and Dobson, 6'4", and 6'9", it's just five inches. But, like, my God, it really, it really stands out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's going to benefit from that just like Charlie McAvoy – Dougie Hamilton and, and even Johnny Boychuk did throughout their careers of hearing what uh, what Zidane Ochara has to say. So one of the biggest weaknesses the Islanders have has been their power play the last couple of years and and bringing in Paul Mary now having them for a full season now Parise now who's been a power play guy in Minnesota in the past and even with the Devils when he was a young player. How do you think those kinds of acquisitions end up helping them out? Now Paul Mary kind of evolve a bit later because he wasn't always there with Anaheim because Tamu Solani was there and then they had Cogliano guys like that but Parise seems like Minnesota always was that power play guy do you think those guys will be the first line power play wingers to go along with that because they have the experience or do you think maybe it could be somebody like Wallstrom that evolves into that Wallstrom has to has to without a doubt has to be the first shoot option on the power play power play one not power play two he's got when the power play goes he's got to be one of the first two guys going over the boards Barzal and then it's got to be Wallstrom at the very least. After that, you can kind of tinker around with how the, the lineups go. Um, but it has to be Wallstrom in that release position in the OV office, you know, getting that clapper off because there's nothing that he does better than shoot pucks at the net. But the problem with the power play, it, it's not even coaching anymore because they've gone through two different power play coaches specifically and yielded the same results. It's definitely the personnel that they operate. 
As much as I'm a Josh Bailey fan and a Josh Bailey stan, he does not belong on the power play. It just, it's just not there. He's a great passer, but he's so, he's such not a, he's not a a shot threat, right? Like goalies know he's not going to be the one clapping one timers from the the right side. It's just not going to be him. So I don't really need to worry about it. I can cheat. And defensemen know that too. Give him space. Great. He's going to dipsy doodle. And yeah, he can, he might find a pass and he might do something, but we know he's not going to shoot the puck. And that's a problem because a power play is hinging or successful power play. I should say it's hinging on the fact of getting pucks towards the net. Even if you miss them, you know, it's creating that chaos and getting defensemen out of position. That's what a power play is supposed to do. And Josh Bailey doesn't help that necessarily. And so when it comes to getting a little bit more success on that power play, it's diminishing Josh Bailey's role on that first power play line and maybe putting in someone like Peugeot even. It's just who's just more of a shot threat than he is. It's funny that that's the first thing they have to do. It's funny our main uh, our main writer who writes a lot for the Islanders. He can't stand Josh Bailey. He, you love him. <laughs> he hates Josh Bailey. I, I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's a whole nother level of hate. And you want to know something? Josh Bailey has had uh, a pretty good career with the New York Islanders. If you look at, uh, he was the fifth pick. Uh, he was he was Gartsno's first pick he's ever as, as a GM. And, and, and a lot of people, a lot of Islander fans couldn't stand him. His first three years were horrible. They were like, oh, bust, bust. And then finally, you know, he started figuring things out. And he's been a big part of the growth of some of these players and some of these teams. He's been a, a leader to this team. And he is still an assistant captain of this team. They could have given, given it to Zidane Ochara. They could have given it to Zach Parisi. Guys that have been captains of teams, but they decided to stick with their, their roots and their guys. So uh, I'm not surprised that uh, Josh Bailey is still on his team and he's one of the leaders and a lot of people look up to him. Yeah, well, like, he had some bad years, right? But, like, what do you expect from a kid who's drafted ninth overall and, and then thrown right into the league, right? Like, we, we forget that he was thrown right into the NHL right out of the draft and expected, like, cool, you're a ninth overall pick, go. And he's going, like, go with what? What am I going with? There's nothing around me to do anything with. And sure enough, it took a while after that. Uh, but, but once it got going, it got going pretty well. So you can still say, like, I don't like the first eight years of Josh Bailey's career, and I'm mad that that happened. Cool, absolutely. But you can't then say, like, I am still mad about that even though he's bad. Okay, well, you, you can be mad about that but glad about this. Like, you can do both things. Like, he's top ten in franchise history for scoring – and people are still mad at him. That's like, not saying much. What that's for more sure. Does he have? <laughs> but still, tenth, tenth. Yeah, that's so. That's pretty high. Mm. So, like, I don't know. Like, I, I get that you can be mad for the first eight years of his career, um, but but I think we also have to realize that maybe he wasn't being put in the best position to begin with either. So I'm going to take this second to say my favorite Islander's name, Jean Gabriel Peugeot. He's uh, <laughs> the only Islander I really worth mentioning to me. But, um, what about Matthew West. Barzell? What are you talking now, about? Matthew Barzell is the all-star, obviously, but he's a homegrown Islander. So, <laughs> anyway, um, so real see what quick. I deal with. See what I deal with. <laughs> I, I'm serious, man. That hairline is just getting me sick to my stomach. I mean, the shine of your forehead is making me even sick. I mean, I mean we turn the lights off. We could, <laughs> but how are we going to see our guest? I mean, the screen. Yeah. Oh well, no, the guest light will be fine. It it it's just our lights will be off. Well, you're right. Maybe we won't have to see your face. <laughs> well, that would be good. You can turn our camera off. We'll just leave your, your, That's your, true. yours and Michelle's on. That's true. <laughs> Go ahead. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Oh, good. Sorry. 
Normally he goes on tangents. Could you just so anyway, spit it out already? I'm trying to, but every time I open my mouth, you beat me to the punch. So can you stop? Thank you. <clears throat> I need to get paid more to do this. So the Islanders are a pretty young team, and they've been building up this draft capital because they were god-awful for so long. So in the weeds, do you see them calling up another guy that can go along with Wallstrom, go along with Dobson, or you think that this team is pretty much just set in stone how it is? They just drafted one. They did. Aturatu is one heck of a player, even though he's not getting time or the light of day, really, uh, with Karapat. But, like, he's getting his – he'll get his chances, and he signs an ELC, so he'll be here next year, and then mm-hmm. he'll he'll do his thing then. They uh, loved him, the, by the way, in the preseason. They loved him. Yeah, they, they Barry absolutely Trotz loved him. loves him. They, 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 Barry Trotz says he, he reminds him of a, a younger Zach Parisi. So. Yeah. That's, that's, the, uh, the thing with Ratu is that he's more he's better for a North American game than a European game, so that's probably why he's not standing out as much over there. Um, so when he comes over here, it's going to be incredible. But with the Islanders now today, they're a veteran team. They're not going to they're not really relying on on prospects so much. But there still is a hole on the left side of defense when it comes to transporting the puck. And even then there's a hole when it comes to transporting the puck in general on that blue line. Like Noah Dobson still isn't necessarily being trusted enough to carry that puck. So when it comes to being a puck transporter, there's no one better in the system than Robin Sallow, who's absolutely not not dominating the AHL, but showing that he's a step above already what 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 is already there in the Islanders system. When you just look at the offensive and defensive point share that he's bringing towards the Bridgeport Islanders, it's night and day compared to the rest of the defensemen that are, that are there. Most of them established AHLers, and he's I wouldn't say punking them, but like he's he's you much much he's better than them. all of them. You know, so it's- I can. Yeah, I'm Go sorry. Ahead. I, with Robin Sala and uh, Salo, I'm sorry. Robin Sala should have made this team. Okay, it, it, the only reason why he didn't is because at the last minute they signed Zdeno Chara. But I believe that whoever gets hurt, and you know there'll be an injury, Robin Sala will come up, and Robin Sala will earn his spot, and he will make this team. And he will stay on this team. Uh, he is the future. He's one of the big futures. And the Islanders, the reason why, if you if you look at what Barry, I mean not Barry Trotza, Lula Marola has done in the last two years. He's traded away his first and second round picks because they're what guards know. You could say whatever you want about guards know, and guards know, uh, you know, as far as bringing in free agents, he's been horrible, absolutely horrible. We all know about uh, we all know about Lad Andrew Lad and and all these different contracts that he's brought in that has really and Lou Lamarell had to really clean that up in the off season, but. Uh, the one thing he did right was draft, and he's drafted very, very well. He drafted a lot of great defensemen, and, and if you look at the defensemen they have in the farm system right now, the Islanders are still very much stacked. They have Bodie Wild right now in their farm system, who's going to be a, a very big, big, important piece in the future to this defense. They've got defensive prowess, something that the Rangers have been trying to look for for the last couple of years. And I'm not throwing the Rangers under the bus. I see you looking at me. but Because you could have mentioned any other team in the league. Because (laughs) we have argued this, that the Rangers, over the years, they go after these offensive players where their weakness has always been defense. And the fact that they haven't drafted, and when they do draft, they draft these defensemen that are highly overrated in going, going into the draft, and they don't turn out to be anything. Fox, their best defenseman, was a guy that they traded for. Okay, so he wasn't even theirs. So uh, again, I'm I'm looking I'm looking at the Islanders. 
you were just talking about uh, Rutu, uh, Rudy, whatever his Ratu. name is, Ratu. He, he's a guy that uh, a lot of people are speaking on. How about the kid uh, that they drafted later in the rounds that everybody's talking about? Could be the steal of the draft, Debouche, or whatever his name is. Uh, Defoe. Williams Defoe. Yeah, Defoe, which they're, uh, they're saying that this kid uh, could be the steal of the 2020 draft. Uh, he has yeah. nine points in the, in, the, in the last week. So, nine goals in ten games. Yeah, it's crazy. So and that, that's a fifth round pick in the athletic. They just re, did a redraft of the twenty twenty draft, and they boosted him up from one fifty two to fifty five, which is going, the second round, hundred point jump. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. So uh, you, you talk about everybody says, well, Lou Lamorello doesn't draft right. Well, his first draft, he drafted. Oliver Wallstrom, who a lot of people believe will be a 30-40 goal scorer. Uh, Noah Dobson, who a lot of people believe will be an elite defenseman in his league. Uh, and then if you look at the other drafts that he's had, he slowly but surely is building the roster and the future of this organization the way he sees fit that will fit into in the way Barry Trotz is pushing it. So my question to you is, when you look at the Islanders as a whole, and, and I love what they did in the offseason. I love what Lou Lamorello did. He extended Polak. He, he extended uh, Pel, uh, Pelic. Uh, the, 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 I believe the best defensive pairing in all of hockey. When you, when you look at what he has done and, and got him on the cheap, he got two players for the price of one. I mean, I, he, he slowly but surely, Lou Lamorello is stamping his name to this team and his roster. This team is practically going to be together for the next three years again. Practically all the players were signed and, and ready to go. When you look at the Islanders, are, is this the time uh, now for the next three or four years where the Islanders can make a run and win not one but maybe two Stanley Cups? Yeah. If you're asking, is the window open? Absolutely. You ask someone else, they might say the window's closed. Mm-hmm. And my, my retort to that would be, like, didn't it just open? Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people have said that, like, last year. Like, oh, the window's closed on the Islanders. And I'm going, How? It just opened. Did you slam it shut? Because that's not fair necessarily. Uh, I would definitely say they're in their window. You're right. Like you look at the contracts they've got. The only guys coming off the books is UFAs, Cal Clutterbuck, Zach Parise. Well, that makes a whole lot of mm-hmm. sense. And then you've got Chara, Andy Green. Okay, the like three oldest guys on the roster. Mm-hmm. Four actually with Cal. So the four oldest guys on the roster are coming off. Some of them, Cal specifically, is going to be retained for a cheaper price. And then you look at our face. Kiefer Bellows, well, hasn't really done a whole lot necessarily. And then you got they're going to trade him. Kiefer... I think they're going to use him in a trade. I think I, I Kiefer Bellows. Right. Yeah, I think Kiefer Bellows. If they get, if they go after somebody at the trade deadline, like uh, um, we were just talking about Vladimir uh, Tarasenko, Kiefer Bellows will be one of those guys that they're going to put in that trade uh, because he's a goal scorer. I like Kiefer. Uh, I just don't think he fits to this team. Yeah, and he's a, he's got the first round pedigree, right? Like, so he's got 19th overall pick. Uh, maybe, and look, Peter Shirelli is in, is in a power of position at St. Louis. So like that bodes well for the Islanders already. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a one for one trade for Zach, or not Zach Brisey, Kiefer Bellows and Vladimir Tarasenko. And they're going to keep money mm-hmm. because it's Peter Shirelli. And he just seems to do that when it comes to the Islanders. I don't understand, but it, it happens. But, but to, to, to get to that, like you look at the core of this team and the core of this team is together for a while. The only important piece, and I'm using air quotes, well, I shouldn't use air quotes, he's the most important part of the team, is Matthew Barzell, whose contract comes up in two years. But if, he, if anyone thinks they're not going to re-sign him, you're an idiot. again. You're an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, they're not going to do the same thing they did with John Tavares. No way in hell. I, I believe by next year, uh, before they're fine, he's finally, so. they're going to extend him. They're absolutely. First of all, 
What's going to be coming off the books in two years? I'm they're not gonna, saying they're going to have ten and a half. They're going to give him ten and a half million dollars. He'll take that. He loves the island. He's not. First of all, after what John Tavares did to to Matthew Barzell after he was straight after he decided to leave the Islanders and called him the other guy that the, the kid, kid who won the Calder the kid yeah the the kid he didn't even call him by his name he disrespected him I, I don't see Matthew Barzell leaving and, and walking away from the Islanders I believe that if the Islanders are a championship competitive team year in and year out why would you leave this team this team is built you you have you, you have all these old old guys coming off the boards and then you have Robin Sallow coming you have Ruti coming, you have this other guy coming, that other guy coming, they're going to have money coming off the boards where they're going to be able to bring in another player. Why would he... And by the way, a new stadium, a new place to play, new ice. The house that Matthew Barzell built. I mean, seriously. He's 24 years old. I mean, he's got his whole career in front of him. Yeah, he's going to be... He's... If you don't think he's the next captain for the Islanders, I don't know what you see. I mean, no, he's he's he your best absolutely. player. He's your most important. He's been their best player saying, for the last three years. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying the Islanders seem to lose their stars. When who? Oh well, John Tavares just did it to you. John, John Tavares walked out on the Islanders That's after telling after telling the Islanders that he wants to be an Islander for life. He decides, you know what? I, I didn't tell you that my girlfriend or my my fiance was get taking a job in in Toronto, and that's where I was heading. Okay, he didn't say that. Where the Islanders, Lou Lamarola, actually sat down with him and said, "Listen, we'll trade you. We'll try to get something for you, and if you want to come back, we'll resign you in the off season." No, I want to be here forever. And then and then he goes with his little pajamas. Is that call him pajamas? A boy, he goes over there to Toronto and acts like a complete idiot, and he hasn't won crap. Okay, and then what? Zygmunt Palfy, Zygmunt Palfy, the Islanders decided to part way with Zygmunt Palfy because, Zig- first of all, the ownership they didn't know who the owner was because he claimed he was a multi billionaire when he was stealing money and Ponzi scheme, and it screwed mm. the Islanders and set the Islanders back. So they couldn't re sign Zygmunt Palfy and Pierre Turgeon. By the time Pierre Turgeon decided that he was out, his career was over thanks to Dale Hunter. So uh, who did they lose? What did they lose? You what started three they lose? guys? They lost him because of injury, and again, they couldn't afford him because of the ownership. They've got one of the richest owners in hockey. Uh, now. Yeah, so how are they going to lose him? I'm just saying we've seen crazier things happen. He might say, all right, adios, goodbye. Who built the I Washington? Think we have to yeah. consider when it comes to this, like, when John Tavares era from 2009 to 2018, they went to the playoffs how many times? Twice. Three? Yeah, th- two or three times, yep. They've already done that three times in Matthew Barzell's four years here. Mm-hmm. So uh, just in that alone, he's going to – why would you leave that? And then, like you said, the new barn, um, that, that's going to be a big thing. And, and he's on Long Island, basically also kind of right next – well, not even basically, literally next door to New York. Like when you talk about sports capitals of the world – it's New York, man. It really is. The endorsement money is there. And oh. if you talk about the potential growth to any fan base, how many people live on Long Island? Mm, Isn't it like really 8 million? Sick. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> Too many. There's That's a lot of, a lot of people, people mm. to – and look, we all, we all know that the Islanders fan base is not the biggest. That doesn't mean it can't be one of the biggest. Mm-hmm. They start winning. They continue winning. And Matthew Barzell is a focal point of that. I don't know, like that that could turn around not just the fan base temporarily, but for the well, long term. This is this is the honor's biggest problem. And don't please don't lose yeah. a guess. I can't wait I, I can't this. wait to hear this. Mm-hmm. You're never gonna be the team in New York. 
That don't, that doesn't, You're not. Hold on. That you doesn't might be matter. The, but it does. No, it doesn't. It does. You're never going to get really? more endorsements than the Rangers' top player or the Rangers' top star. That'll never happen. It's what just, that, that's what just that, how it means. What does that matter? Because it might mean something to Parzell. Why would I be second fiddle here hold, hold when on. I can go to hold L.A. On. or I can go to Texas L- oh, or LA? I can go to Florida? You're going to go to L.A. No, as no, a no, hockey player? No, 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 no. I'm just saying in general. In L.A., you can make the money. You go to Canada can, or you Canada, stay in New York. Canada, you can go to Canada and play with <laughs> Connor McDavid. First of all, why would he be they second fiddle they here? They couldn't afford Matthew Barzell right now, even if no, they no, wanted no, no, to. No, 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 no. I'm not saying he's a Ranger by any means. I'm not saying. Oh, the he's not going to the Rangers. Either. I, don't, I don't want him. But what I'm trying you to you don't tell, want him. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. He's the, one of the, the top funny. five centers in the league. No, no, no. I, I don't want him. No, no. I'm <laughs> saying it won't. It won't work because then you got to do something stupid like trade Panarin, and no one on their right mind would say that. Well, but like, hey. like this, I would take Parzell <laughs> for Panarin. He just said it right over here. <laughs> Who said that? Mike, the Beef. He just <laughs> said it. He just posted it. I would take Barzell for Panarin, and I think a lot of people would. You're, it's a center that wins faceoffs. He's one of the fastest guys in the NHL. He's I a goal scorer. You, if he said anything else stupid, I'm leaving the room and not coming. Michelle, it's been a pleasure. Michelle, Michelle. you're a great guest. Please come back whenever. Michelle. I'm going to go outside Michelle. now before I rip that moron apart. And that's that. That just shows you how stupid you really are. Why? Uh, Panarin's better than Barzell, my really? friend. Really? What has he done? What has he won? Where's What's he Barzell done? won? What are you talking about? He's been to two Easter Conference championships in a row. Where, where's Did Panarin? Panarin go to a Stanley uh, Cup? Uh, yeah, not by himself. <laughs> Barzell hasn't yeah, done yeah, anything by himself yeah, either. It's a team what, sport. Uh, it's a team sport? It's a team it's sport. He plays with t- when he Wait, went to the did, Stanley Cup Finals. Panarin he, win a Stanley Cup? Panarin? It's Panarin. It's not Panarin. Well, you, better, you don't need to know his name because he's not wearing blue and orange. It just shows you something. He's been a Ranger for two years. Where have they gone? Say he was going Where have there? they gone? He wanted to be an Islander. Have they that gone? Was saying all I want to know. Where have they gone? Where? Where have the Rangers gone since Panarin's been there? They made a play, uh, a oh, playoff run. They yeah. made the Ron Robin, everybody, and it got knocked out. Yeah, all right. They haven't done anything, and he's not even the best player That's on the team. Zabitajad is. You're nuts. Uh, I'm not nuts. You're nuts. He is Your the best two-way is player. Nuts. He's the best two-way player on the Rangers. That's great. And that's the That's best great. Player. Two-way you, hockey, on. buddy. When you talk to people that like hockey two-way. with no bias I was a involved. hockey player, dude. I understand. I get that. But when you look at rankings from NHL comments, see what I do with right? Who get paid to watch everybody? Yeah. Panarin's higher on everyone. Panarin, sorry. I know you get very butthurt when I say his name wrong. When you look at Panarin's value, everyone except you two Nimrods have him higher than Zabinijet. It's just how it goes. Here, here's, Center's is more it, valuable. It, I get it. it it's is just how valuable. life goes. It is. However, mm-hmm. Panarin mm-hmm. is an MVP candidate every MVP year. MVP candidate. You hear this? Mvp every year. candidate. Uh, okay, so 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 we're gonna sit here right now because last we're year gonna, and missed, what, I'm three sorry, weeks? Ma- I'm sorry, Michelle. I'm, I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna clear <laughs> I'm gonna clear the air on this one because I am I am butthurt to listen to this garbage. Okay, first of all, that he admitted. Panarin is a great goal scorer. No question that he is great offensive player. He's, he's a great goal scorer. He doesn't play two way hockey. He doesn't win faceoffs because he's not a. That's center. not true. His faceoff percentage last year was fifty percent. Really? Try again. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Fifty percent. How many times does he, he actually win the face? How many times 50%. does he play? How many times does he play at the faceoff position? Not much. Okay, so fifty percent. I could play it at five times and win it three out of five, and I'm fifty percent. 
ten or three and, and a actually, half that's times. Than 50%. I'm sorry, six, six times. It doesn't matter, bro. The fact is, when you look at and you're trying to compare and contrast the player, you got to look at two. You did hockey. that. I didn't. No, you're the one who's saying the Panarin's and you're acting like he's terrible defensively. He's not terrible. He's not a good defensive player. He's not bad. Uh, he's not good. But he's not bad. He's not good. And, and, and that's, that's all. That's facts. He's not. Well, now, why do you think they brought Kalan in? Why do you think they what? brought Kalan in? Why do you think they brought Kalan in? To get better team defensively. Okay. The team sucked okay. defensively. Okay. But wait a minute. So Hold where, on. Where, where, where we coming wait. from here? When the Rangers brought him here, right? When John Davidson, mm-hmm. sorry, mm-hmm. brought him here. Uh, John Davidson he... did not bring him here. Who brought him here? It wasn't John Davidson. Who brought him here? Speedy? Who brought him here? Gordon brought him here. Right. No. Gordon brought it. It wasn't John Davidson. John Davidson no. is there. Another guy that were later. And another, then they another fired guy, his ass another guy the Rangers that got fired are morons. I agree with you. It wasn't a great idea to fire either one of them. No, they had but, Chris Jury. Woo! He's oh, great. Chris Jury, it, well, it's Watch played out. Watch how quick I play hockey with him. Watch how quick he gets fired. Well, he's done a good job. Oh, um, yeah, he's a great result. job. Great what job. do you mean? Great job. Dude, you're watching the first seven games. I understand, but that's what job. we got to base it on. It's a good job, oh, I so said. We, I didn't say great. I said good. Seven games. Okay. You let's base, base it on the games you play. Games. Okay. Anyway, let's, let's Michelle. Yes. Michelle? Yes. Are you there? I you didn't here. lose us yet? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so anyway. Sorry, Michelle. No, no, it's fun. I, no, no, no. I'll take full credit for this. Mm. So credit? you're the Islanders guy. Yeah. You're the guy that watches the Islanders. Correct. The Rangers call you. Yeah. And say, hey, you can have Panarin, and we want Barzell. What do you tell the New York Rangers? No. No. I'm no. loving no. it. No. I'm loving you it. You say no. I'm loving it. This is why you haven't won a Stanley Cup in a damn near two decades. And what have the Rangers done, you dumb idiot? What do you mean? We won a Stanley Cup, and we went to the Stanley Cup last. Oh, oh. We've done it more Ooh. recently. Ooh, they lost Listen. against L.A. 4-1. to one. Well, That was great. That's fine. That's because the Rangers said, oh, Henrik Lundqvist, block everything uh, in sight. Uh, okay. So yeah, that was my, only my, my thing here, it's not that I don't want Panarin, because I very much do. Okay. It's yeah, just if I'm going to lose a number one center, mm-hmm. right? Like, number one centers don't grow on trees, nor, nor do elite level wingers, but I need both. Mm-hmm. And I can't give up. And obviously, you have to give to get in this situation. I just wouldn't give up a number one center because then I've got no one to play my number one winger with. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was saying. Yeah, your center is more important. A number one center is more important than the best winger or one of the top wingers oh, in the league. Well, we're talking hockey, right? Mm-hmm. Joel Quinvell has resigned as the Panthers coach. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. <laughs> he resigned, eh? They let him do that. I'm All telling right. you, the Blackhawks are in deep trouble. They're in deep trouble. Definitely. Why, why They're they in, in deep trouble. Why are they in deep trouble? There's a huge, huge thing. They already got fined, what, $2 million by the NHL? Mm-hmm. Why? Yep. What, what are you talking about? Their, their video coach from the 2010 Stanley Cup team uh, was caught uh, sexually molesting one of the players. Uh, How wonderful. This is great. I forget. It was Kyle something. I Kyle Breach. Last, like, Beach, yeah. Beach Kyle Beach. Beach, yeah. And he came out yesterday and was explaining all that. Uh, Brad Aldrich was the, the coach that, that – was involved in that and was Quinville in, involved with it too Quen, uh, I guess he didn't reveal anything he was kind of silent on the matter it sounded like he was hiding something he took so. the Urban Meyer approach Stan Bowman resigned as of Monday or Tuesday and then a, a lot of dominoes first of all how does a grown man get molested I, I, I don't well, understand Kyle Breach that. was probably a kid I, I, no, at that just, time he was yeah I think he's 31 he's, now yeah but he, he was, was 20 yeah he was 20 he's a grown man that's that's a man he's probably what how tall is he 6'2 6'3 I'm I'll not sure. I don't right. really know who he is. He's a man. You can't you, – you, you, uh, listen, when you're 20 – when you're 18 years old, you're considered a man. 
You you can't let some other man uh, attack you or molest you. Okay, you're not you're not a two you're not a five six seven year old kid. Okay, so I understand that, but it doesn't make any sense. It, it just doesn't. But again, it doesn't say his height. It just says his weight. It doesn't say his height. So you you have to take power dynamics into play, right? Yes. Like that's that's how we're specifically in hockey, right? When guys literal careers are on the line, and you got a video coach that's pulling some stuff, and it's not just like he can't. You you got to read the report. You got to read the report. It makes a whole lot more sense. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the power dynamic is what 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 allows this to continue, not continue, but allow this to happen and go on un, essentially undetected for eleven years, right? Where you got a coach saying like, basically, shut up, or I'm gonna I'm gonna take your job, and his job was essentially taken already because of the the emotional ramifications of that action, uh, and, and then everyone around him said like. We're not going to talk about this. We know what happened, but we're not going to talk about it because the Stanley Cup is more important, which is absolute trash behavior right. by any human being. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't know. This is this is going to get really sticky. You know it is because once the reports really start to hit, and what the NHL is going to have to do, you know, behind it, and you know, the NHL is going to be taking a brunt of this because if you look at all the documentaries that are on Netflix, you know, this is going to turn into a documentary. You, you, this is. This is aiming for those things. And, and, and with sports, you know, people use sports to get away from everything. You know, you want to get away from your family. You want to get for, for, for like three hours of your day to watch a game, a team that you're rooting for. You want to get away from this. And then you hear something sticky and disgusting like this. We know about the paternal thing. We know about Penn State. And now this thing comes out. This is going to get very sticky. And the NHL and Gary Bettman are going to have a lot to answer this, especially being that it's the hockey season's early. Quinville is now gone from Florida. Florida's playing good hockey Florida's right now. Florida's the best team in hockey right yeah, now. They're know, undefeated. 14 and, points. Yeah. They're, they're, they're playing great hockey right now, and now you have a coach that is now stepping down. Probably, Top-tier coach. Probably will never get another job again. No, definitely not. He'll probably never get a coaching job again. Uh, and, and, and you're going to have questions to answer, and Quinville is going to have questions to answer. It doesn't make any sense. I, I understand that he's a kid, but you're, you're 19, 20 years old, and you're six foot three, and you're almost 200 pounds. You shouldn't let another man push you around like that. You shouldn't let, you're a hockey player. This is what you're built to do. Fight back and take care of yourself. When I listen, I was a hockey player for 15 years. I was a skinny, scrawny, 125 pound, mean sob. I would go out there. Nothing's I, I changed. Uh, you know, that's true. Nothing has changed, but I'm a lot bigger. But um, <laughs> but when when I played, I was nasty, and I and I I wouldn't let anybody push me around, no matter what my size was. You six three, I'm five five ten, five eleven on skates. I'm knocking you on your ass. Okay, you don't let some other man push you around or take advantage of you unless you you obviously were allowing it. So to me, I don't know the story. I don't know what's behind it, but I'm also looking at it. And you're you're 19, 20 years old. You're a man. You you should be, you know, I think you should read the report because I think you'll have a total change of mind with what you're saying. You have the you have the report, Speedy. I don't have the report. Uh, well, find the it report was, for me. Was, it's on the it. Chicago Blackhawks website. It's it's all public. Find yeah. the find the report for me. Send it to me from email. <laughs> and when we go yeah. to break, I'll read it, and we'll we'll obviously come back and and, and talk about it. But uh, the uh, by the way, Carl says the power dynamic is correct. The kid was brought up in the playoff run. Wants to make the team. Was given. Uh, Ultimate, ultimum, ultimatum. ultimatum by the sick guy. So, so oh, there was an ultimatum. He wanted to play on the team, so 
he was pushed to do this if he wanted to be on this team. So I, I, did, I didn't know that. But um, still, I, I'd say, you know what? Send me down. I'm, I'm not playing on this team. I'm not, I'm not being touched like that. You know, so um, it, it's a sick He's a sick guy, and uh, obviously this is a sick story. And Gary Bettman is going to have his hands tied on this. This, this is this is really this is going to hurt hockey. Uh, the Blackhawks are probably going to have to change ownership. This is going to hurt hockey. The owners right? are going to so have to sell. They team. already did previously. So the, the the owners that were there then are not the owners now. Uh, but these current owners are also fighting litigation by uh, Kevin Beaches in in the courts, trying to slam the case, even though they're fully well in public. Did any of the happened. players? Did any of the players know about this? Yes, apparently they did. Really? And so, they're saying they didn't, but they did. So that, if Kane knows about this in teams, they should be traded. Well, so they 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 have public statements that they made yesterday after the game. Um, I, you should check those out. Uh, Taze's statements were absolutely hor- horrendous, really. Uh, Kane's oh, yeah. weren't Jonathan too far Taze from the mark. going through a mud right now. Yeah, well, they, they essentially praised Stan Bowman. They're like, they're, they're good guys. And you're like, well, there was just an independent investigation that said they were not. So so hold on one second. So Thames, Jonathan Thames said they were good guys, and he knows the story that his his teammate was practically raped and molested. And it was he a- believes he he's not not believes he says that he was unaware uh, of what happened, even though it was from based on the reports, it was pretty widely known. Um, but the way that it is it is being portrayed is that um, what what happened is the act essentially was was brought forward to owners uh, not ownership management, mm-hmm. and management decided to do nothing with it. Mm-hmm. And not only did that then that this act go unpunished, mm-hmm. he was allowed to his name's on the cup. The, this video coach, mm-hmm. um, he was allowed his day with the Stanley Cup after this was already known to management. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was then allowed to go and have a job somewhere else where he molested other people. Really? In, in, including kids, like teenagers. Oh, my God. Because the Blackhawks didn't do anything about it, including Quenville, Bowman, and even Winnipeg Jets GM. Oh, that's why Kevin Bowman Chibble stepped down. I, I saw Bowman step down from Chicago. I didn't I didn't know about that until – I didn't even hear about this story until you guys brought it up to I me. I got Jonathan Taves' quote right here. Oh, let's hear it. Let's this, hear Jonathan. This is, uh, this is pretty bad. Not that it was a joke, but it was something that wasn't taken super seriously at the time. I thought Brad being let go or resigning from the organization was the way it was dealt with. Had I been more connected to the situation and known some of the more – gory details of it, I'd like to say, yeah, I would have acted differently in my role as captain. And that um, Stan Bowman and Al McGaz, McGaz, McGaz are good people who weren't directly complicit in the activities that happened. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He knows that these guys were involved with it and he still mentioned their names and saying that they were good guys. I mean, that by itself is disgusting. And, And Oh, there's more. Oh. I don't know if you want it. Go ahead. Spit it up. To me, Stan and Al, make any argument you want. They're not directly complicit in the activities that happened. Regardless of mistakes that may have been made for some like Stan, who has done so much for the Blackhawks and Al as well, to lose everything they care about and their livelihoods as well, I don't understand how that makes it go away. Just delete them from the existence and say, that's it. We'll never hear from them again. Hold on. They're the ones that committed this disgusting. No, no the, they, the, they covered the, the, it up. The, the, well, they no. covered. Yeah, they com- they're part of it. They they right. committed this. This yeah. you can't cover something like this up. If something like this comes out, just like the paternal thing, 
Paterno lost everything. They would. They, the only right. reason why I haven't knocked down that statue is because it's it, they can't knock it over. Well, that I mean, and the student army had a yeah. Like, they they couldn't knock it over. I mean, this is disgusting. And Tyler even reads as a third grade level at the third grade level. That's you don't read at third grade. Level. Uh, hold on, Your mom just, reads at third grade. All right, level. all right, all right. Stop with the mom crap. Uh, anyways, I you know what sickens me from this. Jonathan Thames is a leader. He is a 30-year-old man who's been in the NHL, has been a leader of a Stanley Cup championship team, not once, not twice, but three times, and has the, has the goal to say what he just said. Meanwhile, those two guys were hiding things, and while this man was molesting his teammate when he should be a captain and stand up for him. So, honestly, Jonathan Thames, to me, should be traded. I, I think Chicago needs to trade him. Patrick Kane, whoever was a part of that team and, and what that organization stood for, get rid, get, suspended. get rid of him. Get rid of him. Taze is going to be suspended. No, he's not. No, he's not. Why is he going to get suspended? Because he of do his anything. comments. His he, comments. He's not going to be suspended, guaranteed. The way society is now, they'll come for him. I, I hope that something comes of this I for him in, in some way, but I, I, don't, I don't. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think they're going to do. To they do will trade for to Gary Bettman to be that smart, Tyler. <laughs> what to suspend Jonathan? He's not have a choice. Jonathan Teams is a superstar. They're not going to say, you know what? We're going to sit you out for ten games this year because no, you but, said something stupid. I agree. You so, should. No, it's just no, not. No, Jonathan Tate, but, John, yeah. but Jonathan Teams kind of made himself a whole separate storyline. I understand that, but you know what? What you know what's going to set it off? The Knicks are going to lose this game. Do you know what's going to set it off? Trading him? No, they're not. They're going to win the game. Uh, they they have more than enough time. They'll 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 get fouled. Well, well hold on. Uh, we're not talking about the Knicks. We're talking about hockey. Oh, sorry. I thought that was a Knicks uh, shirt you had on. <laughs> this is the Islanders, man. Oh, sorry. Orange the and blue. Islanders yeah, the orange and blue. Colors. Losing. They Jeez, all go man. hand in hand. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Fifteen seconds. Good luck on that. And that was that a foul? They're no, probably no, the most no. two winning. Well, no, the Nets, but the the, the two <laughs> of the three most winning New York teams the last three years. I wouldn't say losing. Oh, so we're gonna ignore the entire existence before the last three years? Okay. You okay. know what? You know what I? You know what I hate about you, Tyler? And I I, I love you as a person, Thank but you. the stupidity that comes out of your mouth sometimes. Oh, it's it, a joke. Calm it, down. It's like I I need some your like hats I need like some mouthwash or something to kind of wash you out. You know, like mouthwash. to clean you up. Yes, you're. you're uh, you yes. Have yes, and I need one. Anyways, Michelle, before we let yeah. you go, I, I, you know, I, I've always been interested. We, oh. my partner from the hockey show, his name was Ashley. Okay? okay, I, I have this like thing. I, I don't understand why. Can you? You're Canadian, right? That's right. Okay, so Which what part? is it? What? What Ottawa. is? What is it? I'm sorry. I'm in Ottawa. 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 Okay. He's an Ottawa. So what is it with Canadian names being like? Girls' names. I don't know. Just that. I said this to Ashley. We had uh, who do we have on the show? Uh, Ex NHL player from Vancouver. Who was it? Um, oh yeah. What was his name? Um, Valerie. Valerie. Was it Valerie something? Yeah, I'm drawing a blank on Valerie this Valerie Burry, yeah. maybe. Yeah. No, it wasn't Valerie Burry. Yeah. And, it was, it was a while ago. It was somebody. It was somebody from. Yeah, uh, I know what you're talking about. Vancouver. I might have not been on that show. It was when you and Ashley just. Did but I, I, I actually asked. I asked them both. I said, "What is it with Canadian names being girls and guys' names?" And and Ashley, like he, he got red. And I said, "I'm not calling you a girl. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, what is it? Is there is something about the Canadian, you know, language that? It, 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 what is it? I mean, like what? It, I'm French. Yeah, you know, French. So French names. That's why. Yeah. So so French names are 
you know, both. So there, there's a, a female and a masculine Michelle. Right. So mine is the masculine. The, right. the feminine one has the extra L and the extra E at the end. I got it. I got it. Because I, I never – and what, what was funny about it is I think – I forget who it was. He, he was a pretty good hockey player. I think he had 300 goals in his NHL career. Um, he he took it to the heart, and I'm like, I'm sir, I'm not calling you a girl. That's not what I'm saying. I said, what is it? And Ashley, like, I don't know if you know who Ashley Sarge is. He writes, he no, writes for the Rangers, right. writes for the Devils. He, he's he, you know he's a beat writer. He he used to work for the NHL Network. So uh, he used to be my partner on the hockey show. I used to pick on him. Is all it the Kamensky? Time. He has two hundred goals. Valerie Kamensky. I think it was Valerie Kamensky. There okay. he is. Yeah. Yes, and and he was on the show and. Uh, he was talking about roller hockey and all this other stuff, and I, he asked him the question, and he he because he, he's like a he's a he's like a pro roller a roller hockey player too, uh, one right. of the best, and uh, I, I just I thought it was funny, and he took it so much to the heart, and I was like, dude, just relax. I wasn't I wasn't making fun of your name. I just I I, I wanted to know what 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 you know what is it all about, you know? And he was like, well. What's your name? And I said, my name is Errol. He says, is that masculine? I was like, I don't know. It might be a girl's <laughs> name. I don't know. And I started laughing. He said, and he, he I, I think he took it to the heart. But I, I always wanted to know because I asked Ashley, I said, why, how, why do you have a girl's name? And he says, it's not a girl's name. It's a masculine name. I was like, well, explain to me how masculine it is. And he says, go look it up, what it means in French. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I'm not French, so I wouldn't even know. So I love messing around with people. If you, if you know me and you know this show. I always screw around as he's shaking his head right there. I like messing around with him. So, you know. So M- Michelle is is French, but it comes it comes from the Bible, right? And it's the mm-hmm. angel, the the guardian angel, the one that slayed devil, demon, That's dragon right. thing. That's right. Yes. I'm not very Catholic. That's so. right. But uh, <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, Neither listen. are we. No, okay. no, definitely not him. He's cursing all the time. But anyways, <laughs> uh, listen. Uh, I would love to get you back on the show. You are awesome. Um, the Ranger and, guy's your new favorite guy, isn't he? I would make fun of your name. What I want to do, <laughs> uh, what I really, the, by the way, Carl says, how about the name Jamie? And, and I, I, that that isn't French. That's both guys and girls. Yeah, I've heard of it both. There's well, a lot. I of, actually know more guys named Jamie than girls. Yeah, I was gonna say that's I think that's no, probably more, that's probably an even split. Still, that's probably an even split. I only know one girl named Jamie. Yeah, I know a lot of girls named named Jamie. By, but, by, by the way, we have to mention this before before we before we let you go. Yeah. We actually have an Islanders fan on our network that thinks Matthew Barzal is overrated. Could you could you please tell him why he's not? No, you don't have to. You don't have to. He's a moron. Me, my, my face will do the talking. <laughs> Yeah, okay. That's, he, that's good enough. <laughs> he, he's an idiot. I, I love Lyle, but he is, in his own little world, stupid. Okay? And, and he, goes to all, he's, he's, he goes to all the home games for the Islanders. And I said, if you ever said that to an Islander fan, they'd probably toss your ass on the ice when there's a hat trick. Okay? <laughs> so, it, it's, so, but I, I definitely want you on the show again. I think you're great. What I really want to do is I want to get an Islander guy. And I want to get a ranger guy, please, on the show. Wait, who's our ranger guy? Uh, Scultore is our ranger guy. Scultore, <laughs> yeah. you, you know who he is. Anthony Scultore. It's forever blue shirts. Yeah, he's very popular. Ranger fans. Him and love Errol. Him. We've had him on twice. Him and Errol have argued on everything because <laughs> he, he, he's he, he's a ranger guy. And he and, and and the really thing last year, he had the audacity to tell me that the Islanders were going to end up dead last in in their division. And I said. 
what are you on drugs? They Meanwhile, were, he had the Flyers winning the division. He had the Flyers playoffs. winning the division. And I said, <laughs> what are you on drugs? I said, I wouldn't be surprised if the Islanders go to the Eastern Conference Championship again next year, uh, this year. And you know what happened? They went to the Eastern Conference Championship. And then when we got them on, I said, what did you think about the Islanders? He said, they still lost. They said, they were one goal away from going to the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. One goal. So he says, one I goal will say goal. this about the Rangers. Mm. I am a big fan of the Potve sucks chant. Big fan. <laughs> I love Potve. I've got his number there. Favorite player is the reason I'm an Islander fan. But I love that chant because that that is a sign of a true rivalry when you have something that's that old and they they bring it up even when there's not even hockey playing. Love it. Absolutely love it. It's funny. Never stop, please. It's funny. All my family is are Ranger fans, and my my mother does that too. Every time that they, that chant, just the instrumental of it, the goes off to the arena. Like she'll just be watching it on the TV, and she'll say that. It's perfect. Like they, like, they, like they all embrace it, and all the Ranger fans too. Beauty. What I will say before we let you go is the one thing people forget: the beauty of hockey and what hockey does is it, fight. It, no, it, hockey. Hockey hasn't changed. I mean, I mean, obviously the fights have, have been slowing down, but hockey hasn't changed from the beginning. The rules, I mean, there are some role, rules that I think has hurt hockey, obviously. Uh, I mean, the, uh, the different blue line to blue line rules and, and stuff, like making the goal, you know, the goals bigger, the, the pads bigger. I think, it is a, I think it's affected the game. I think the game was perfect the way it is, but the game hasn't really changed. I think when you look at the other sports and the change in the transition of the other sports, I think it's it's affected the game. So I, the one thing I love about hockey is hockey is stay true to the sport. So, anyways, um, wildly agree. Uh, thank you. Uh, we'll get you on again. Uh, and definitely, maybe we'll get Scorzeri on. I, I think this would be great—an Islander and a Ranger guy at the Let's same do time. It. I think it would be great. I, I, Speedy, we we got to get that together. Get that together. Reach out to Scalzari and tell him that, well, you know, in the next four weeks, let's get this together. I want to get this together. All righty. All right. Let's go. All right, Michelle. uh, Thank you for joining us. Uh, We'll talk to you soon. By the way, tell the fans how they can find you. Everything is on eyesonisles.com, Twitter at T-L-O Mitch. Uh, You can also check out my YouTube channel. It's called Deckhands, and it's all about Islanders prospects. Just Islanders prospects, baby, all day, every day. That's where you can find all my stuff. Awesome. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we will get into football week eight in the NFL. Ooh, yeah. What a rush. Not for the Jet fans, that's for sure. When we come back, we'll get into that here on the Sports Loudmouths. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loudmouths. Just please. Ooh, I like this. Listen. Big Easy's about to let one down. I'm going to let one down. I'm going to let one up. Everyone get ready. This is going to be classic. You want me to rap? No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) We are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Sports Lab Outs. My name is Big Easy, Big Errol, Big GG, and on the other You're board, just making shit up now. Uh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Speedy Petey and the Mothball, Tyler Harrison. Remember, you can call us at 631-672-3108. Go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app by going to iOS, WWSRN, or Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Speedy, reach out to Michelle. Thank you for joining us. Uh, tell him we loved him and we want to get him on. Uh, get this thing together. 
I would love to get Michelle on and uh, Squizzeri, whatever his name is, get them on together. I think this would be a good back and forth banter, and and, and we'll see, you know, what both of them know in in, in trivia with their teams. Uh-huh. I think it'll be great. Right. Anyways, well, let's get into. By the way, uh, the Carl uh, Falk. Uh, Bulls just lost a very close game. Uh, the Knicks played terrible the last three minutes. And the Knicks got to figure this out because uh, in the last few games, especially against Celtics, against a lot of these games, they had big leads and coughed them up in the last two minutes of the game. They are not – this is the playoff. I mean, if it was the playoffs, the Knicks would have lost that game. They would have lost that game. And by the way, Julius Randle, could you hit a foul shot? Seriously? You miss bullshit foul shots with what? Four seconds left of the game, uh, horrible, absolutely horrible. Almost cost your team a win. But the Knicks do hang on, and they win, and they take full custody of first place. Four and one, New York Knicks. Who would have thought they'd be in first place? I am coming in next week or the week after. Not sure Oh, yet. Beave in the studio. Uh-oh. Well, I guess Tyler's not showing up, I guess. No, I, uh, Tyler, better, this? Tyler better show up. <laughs> uh, what day is this? next week. I think Wait. I got vacation days. <laughs> You are going to show up, and you're going to be here, and uh, you and the beef are going to have it out with one another. Just hopefully not a fight. Oh, no, no. <laughs> wait. Who's coming? <laughs> if, if only two things fall in here, I, th- I guess I think it'll be a victory. And by the way, Carl makes a valid point, which I've said this to you, Speedy. You've got to tell our, our man over there, sports betting, uh, it, uh, the sports betting guy from August. He talks about August. August is over. You need to tell him to change that. So just let him know to change the video. All right. Real quick, your yes. boy. Hmm? Which one? Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Not playing great. Okay. All right. Well, I need him to really uh, start being He's this. winning, is he not? He's okay. playing a better team. He's got all these injuries, and he's winning, right? Oh, okay, sure. All right. 17-14 against the most, uh, right now, the undefeated uh, Arizona Cardinals, and he has a chance to win. With his crappy team? Are you kidding me? This team, he's winning. The Arizona Cardinals, he's beating the – oh, and by the way, in Arizona, right? It's well, in Arizona. Arizona yeah. to it's be, in Arizona. To be completely fair, oh, God, the reason please. that they're up 17-14 is because the punt returner mm. – I don't know his name. Look it up was Rondell Moore. I saw yeah, it. It well, was Rondell Moore. He's a moron. <laughs> nice. Okay. So what does that mean? Are you going to Well, he dropped the punt, and the punt landed at like the three-yard line, so the Packers literally were able to walk into the end zone. Mm. Without that punt, fumble, whatever you want to call it, they're probably not winning this game. <laughs> Jeff says he's only winning because Zayvon Collins is out. Is he really out? I guess so. <coughs> anyway, so why don't we go? Woo. You have the music, Speedy? You got I everything? Music. Yep, I got All it. right, so why don't we get into week eight in football? Jeff's Speedy. not calling for picks. Right. He always calls for picks. Speedy, well, if you want Jeff to call, tell Jeff, Jeff to call. Jeff can call. Right. <laughs> uh, Jeff, Jeff is a grown man who make, makes his own decision. I'm just saying. If I Jeff know, wants to call, he can calls. join us. Okay. Bengals. Jets, speedy. Game of the week. <laughs> Game of the week. Yeah, Game of the week. A 50-spot. The Bengals are not winning. Uh, the Bengals, the Bengals are, are not winning. The Bengals I'll take are your winning. Money. They're not scoring 50 points, though. They'll, they'll win this game pretty handily, though. They, their offense proved a lot last week. I, I think it. the Jets' defense will play well. In this they'll, game. They'll, they'll hang tough for I a while. It. I think. I just think the, the Bengals' defense also playing well, doing very well against the run, and just having a lot of good matchup advantages will cause them to eventually get worn out where the, the Bengals will pull a win in the second half. I think the Jets' red zone defense will end up holding them in the field goals, but again, the, the the Bengals just have too many weapons, I think, and bigger-bodied receivers to help out against that Jets secondary, which is a little on the smaller side. So I'll say the Bengals, I'll say 30 to 13. 
Kyler Murray's going to make me lose in this fantasy week, too. It's terrible. Uh, yeah, he's, he's not playing well right now. Go ahead. So, I mean, the Bengals win the game, right? But I, I, to be fair, I do think the Jets will hold tight in the first half. And then the second half, Joe Mixon's going to put. Joe Mixon will have a very good day today. On, well, Sunday. Mm. I, uh, uh, but, but by the way, we do have Jeff now. If you want to have him make his pick. Jeff, what's going on, man? Did you just say you're, you think the Jets defense will play well? I do, because. Name me, name me a game the Jets defense has played well. And by nope, the way, they just had Robert 54 Tanya. hung on them by a terrible offense. Uh, okay, so. I, listen, oh, oh. I'm a Patriots fan, but that offense is not like. I said the same thing, anybody. but here's the thing. The Jets' defense was in the top 10 going into that game, and the Jets are right now are ranked like 12th or 11th right now in the league in all-around purpose defense. So, uh, yes, I think the Jets will play better than they did last week against the New England Patriots. So, so what, 49 points? No, I, 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 no I, I'm going to say I'm going to say like 20 20 to set at 20 to 10, 20 to 7, somewhere around there. Oh, no chance. Yeah, okay, no chance. We'll see. I, I'll tell you right now, the Jets will be in the. Is Mike White the defense good? Defense will keep in the game. He played all right. Anyways, no, I'm asking, is he like good? He's, he's Can all somebody right. he's tell all me right. how he played in Western Kentucky? He, he's all right. Uh, anyways, Jeff, go. What, what do you think about the game? Dude, the, the Bengals are going to break the scoreboard. Go ahead. That, that's it. Period. That's it. They, they, dude, they're going to put up a trillion points. Hold on. Where's this game being played? It, to it's be New fair York. to the Jets, it's, it's going to rain on Sunday, they're saying. Anyway, so the game's going to be a little messy. Is, the, the other thing is, when can we start nicknaming uh, MetLife Stadium the Big Diaper? Because only shit lives in there. Mm. Well, thank you. Um, He's right. He's not lying. Oh, well. Uh, as far as the Jets are concerned, I think the Jets will play good defense in this game, especially what happened last week against the uh, – the New England Patriots, I do believe they'll show up. Their defense will show up. Uh, but the Bengals are the better team. Uh, Joe Burrows has proven to everybody that he is an elite quarterback in this league. Uh, give me the Bengals in this game. I, I Like I said, probably 21-7, 21-10, somewhere around there. I think that's where the score will be. Um, Colts and Tennessee. I'll take the Colts in the upset here. I think the Titans have a bit of a letdown after their big win against the Chiefs. I think divisional games, they've all, always wacky, especially in the AFC South. They're always weird games. Derrick Henry will do well, but I think that uh, the Colts will shut down the pass and just let Derrick Henry do his thing. And I think the Titans defense has a little bit of a letdown. Wentz has some big plays. I'll say Colts 24-20. to 20. I hate that I go after you. Um, I agree with you. I think the Colts are going to win this football game. I think it's at home. Carson Wentz has played solid all year long. He's actually – Dak Prescott will win comeback player of the year, but Carson Wentz should finish second because Carson Wentz – Joe Burrow. Oh, all right, 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 right. I forgot he got hurt, so he's third. But Carson Wentz has had a very good year, point being. And T.Y. Hilton's return has given him that over-the-top threat to help Jonathan Taylor even more. I think the Colts upset the Titans. How about you, Jeff? Yeah, I, for me it's the Titans. T.Y. Hilton's still unhealthy. The only one playing good on offense for – or there's only two people really playing good on offense, which is, you know, Jonathan Taylor and maybe Michael Pittman. I don't, I don't think they're going to have enough to keep up now that AJ Brown's getting healthier and, and Julio Jones is back. I think they're going to put up points and outrun them. Is he playing Sunday? Yes. Yeah. It's, and, like it's been confirmed. He's definitely. Yes, playing. he's playing. No, and no. I, I think Tennessee's going to. Ty Hilton probably isn't. No, they upgraded him to limited today, so you're probably right. Um, Tennessee is going to win this game. I think. That, first of all, how are the Colts going to stop this running game? Derrick Henry. He's been oh, no a beast. One Henry. Uh, and I think that's what's going to dominate the clock. The defense is played a lot better. Tennessee. What they did against Kansas City last week. Give me Tennessee in this game. I, I don't even think this game's going to be close. I, I could see. 
I, I could see a complete domination from Tennessee. Give me Tennessee 24-14. Uh, L.A. Rams, Texans. Well, like the Cardinals-Texans last week, the Texans will compete for a quarter to half, and then it won't go be anything. I'll just say Rams 38-10. to 10. <laughs> So, Matt Stafford let me down dramatically last Sunday against this former Lions team. He will come back with vengeance because his offense looked absolutely awful against the Lions. So they're going to look to get that juice back. I don't be surprised if this is the highest scoring game of the week because I think the I think the Rams are going to put up close to 50. Jeff? Yeah, I mean, the spread on this game is 16 and a half points right now. No, I wouldn't bet that. I mean, it's an... It, what's I'm that? I wouldn't bet I'm that. taking that. I'm not betting the spread on that, no. Dude, I, I, I would take it. They, 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 uh, they've been uh, allowing teams to cover all year. Hmm. All year. And, like, the, the, the ridiculous thing is, this is the NFL. Like, you net, dude, that's a college spread. Right? Like, that's yeah. a college right. spread. Right? That's how ridiculous this is. That, that this is an NFL game, and that's where the spread is. Dude, it's not even going to be close. The Rams are going to run it up. They only, Houston only managed to score five points last week. They're probably not going to score anything this week. They're terrible. And morale is low now that you have Brandon Cooks tweeting out this place is garbage. <laughs> yeah, I got the Rams in this game. I think I, I, I do believe they're going to beat them. I don't know how about, I don't know about 16 and a half. I could see 14. Um, but I got the Rams in this game. The Texans are done. Um, they're going to be one of those high picks. With the Jets and with all the other teams, the Lions. Cup. Uh, Steelers and Browns. What do you got? I got the Browns. I think it'll be a close game with all the injuries they still have. Probably still no Nick Chubb, even though he did practice this week. He's he, He'll be playing, but Ernest Johnson played well last week, so I feel like he'll still be limited. Regardless, I don't know if he'll have the same game, but I think the Browns receivers, whether it's the replacement guys or the guys that are expected to play with Landry and Odell, whether those guys, somebody's going to go off because the Steelers' secondary isn't great, and now Melvin Ingram wants out too, so they're going to lose a little bit with their pass rush besides T.J. Watts. So I think Cleveland wins a close one, kind of a ugly type game. I'll say, I'll say twenty-one to sixteen. It's close, right? This is going to be one of those wacky games we yeah. talked about the Titans and Colts before. This is that this division is the second best division in all football. I do think the Browns will win this football game just based on they're the more talented team, and Ben Roethlisberger has not played well all year. So I'm going to go out there and say that the Cleveland Browns on pure talent eked this out at home. But Cleveland needs to get healthy, man, because they are going to get lucky if they finish sixth or seventh in the wild card because they really need to get healthy. I got the Pittsburgh Steelers in this game. I do. I, I The Browns are not 100% healthy. They don't have a starting quarterback. I'm not going to trust Case Keenum, especially the way Pittsburgh's played defense uh, in the last two games. I think they're going to be able to get at the quarterback. I don't know who their backup quarterback if Case Keenum gets hurt. I, I think the Steelers are going to win this game. I think they'll be explosive. Well, Baker might play. Cleveland, he's not playing in this he's game. He's probably not playing. Case Keenum's playing. Well, um, he's going to Give me Pittsburgh 17-14. I think Pittsburgh will be able to run the ball against this Browns defense. So give me Pittsburgh 17-14 in this game. Eagles and Lions. Oh, wait, hold on, Jeff. Jeff, Jeff didn't. Oh, Jeff. Oh, Jeff, 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 Jeff. Browns. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm going Browns in this. You know, it's a quarterback league, and when you look at these two quarterbacks, I'll still take Case Keenum over that fat pig Roethlisberger. <laughs> Roethlisberger stinks, and the Browns defense is just good enough. I'm not even sure the Steelers are going to score any points. <laughs> they are the second best defense 
than the NFL based on the metrics I'm looking at right now. Yeah, I have them, and they haven't really done anything in fantasy, but go ahead. Eagles-Lions. This will be close. The Lions will lose another heartbreaker. I'll take the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, I think, will bounce back after he had a little bit of a rough game last week. He had a good fourth quarter, but I think he'll get some rushing yards in this game. Detroit does not stop the run well. I think even though Miles Sanders is hurt, their other two running backs, I think, will end up playing well in this game. I think the Eagles win a close, kind of low-scoring game. I will say I'll say 17-13. Ready for this? Detroit wins this one at home. They played well all year. They're at home. Dan Campbell has these guys playing real hard. Jared Goff has played very well above everyone's expectations in Detroit. Detroit eats this one out. And, and, and they're going to win on a last-second field goal just to make it all that much more sweeter. Sorry, Philly, you suck. Jeff? Yeah, the Lions have played too good all year to be winless. Like, they should have beaten the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Great kick by Justin Tucker, but they should have beaten the Ravens. They should have beaten the Rams last week. The, shut up, dude. <laughs> uh, you know, there's plenty of other games that they played in that they were in and, and played well. Uh, yeah, I think the Lions will win this game. Um, I got the Eagles in this game. I, I think Jalen Hurts is going to show up in this game. I think Jared Goff has been sensational this year. He really has. He's surprised a lot of people, including yours truly. But I think the Eagles' defense is is, is elite, um, and I, I think that this team is going to be able to stay in this game. I don't know if the Lions are going to be able to pull away from this Eagle team. So give me the Eagles, 21-17. Uh, 49ers and Bears. Matt Nagy out with COVID. Give me the Bears. I think that Justin Fields, this is this, – I don't know if it'll be a statement, I don't know, but it'll be, it'll be something to show that he's good. I think Bill Lazor now calling the plays like Carl's been mentioning many times and Ashish mentioned last week. I think that'll end up making a difference, and I think – I don't think really any of these players like Nagy, and I think they'll rally around it. The 49ers haven't looked good yet this year. They've only beaten the Eagles and the Lions, which doesn't say much. So I, I'll, give me the Bears. Low scoring game, middle scoring. I'll say 21 to 17. I'm taking San Francisco. I think that Kyle Shanahan knows that his job is getting kind of tight. And I think Not that this, this year. Next no, year. but it's getting tight. His room for errors becoming drastically smaller. I think now with Jimmy G back, George Kittle's getting healthier. You're going to start seeing Debo Samuel go off. I don't know why Brandon Ayuk's not touching the ball for the life of me. Nobody does. But Khalil Mack is not going to play. So that's a huge loss for that front seven. Great offensive line. One of the best running teams in the NFL. I think they're going to be able to run up the score, run up the time. And that's how you win football games. You know they're playing games. in Chicago and it's going to be cold and rain. Perfect for ground and pound teams, which San Francisco clearly is. Jeff? Yeah, I think Justin Fields is playing better and better each week. Like, not huge jumps in improvement, but incrementally he's getting better. And I don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo, so give me the Bears at home. I got the Bears, too. I think it's going to be cold. It's going to be rainy. It's going to be disgusting out. San Francisco, a bunch of prima donnas. Give me uh, the Bears in this game. I think they're they're prima donnas. I I do. Uh, Give me the Bears. I think this will be a close game. This will be a field goal game. If it goes to field goals, give me the Bears. I think the Bears will win this game. Uh, Panthers and Falcons. I'll take Carolina to bounce back here. I don't think they're this bad. I know they've had a rough time with the with turnovers. They better hope not. Yeah, they've. Had, I don't think they're this bad though. I don't think they're as good as their three and zero start was, but I don't think they're also this bad. Atlanta has only beaten bad teams this year, so I think they, if they're nearly blowing it last week, I think they'll they'll lose a lead late in the fourth quarter. I'll take the Panthers, twenty three to seventeen. I'm going to take the Falcons here. I don't like how Sam Donald's attitude's changed now that he's losing some football games. And Matt Rule hasn't really impressed me either. He's kind of just going with the same formula. 
And where the hell is Christian McCaffrey? Like, I know he's Out hurt. two more weeks. No, I know. He's awesome. He can't stay. No, I get it. And his replacement, Choo Choo, what's his Chuba name? Chuba Hubbard. Has just not lived up to an average bat. So, I mean, I think that Atlanta's going to have a very good day, and Kyle Pitts is, I think, going to dominate, dominate on Sunday. Uh, Jeff? Yeah, I'm going to take the, the Falcons in this game, you know, just for the main reason that, you know, going into the season, I was, uh, you know, really rooting for Sam Darnold, but I think he still thinks he's playing for the Jets. So... I don't think he thinks he's playing for the Jets. I think he's playing for the Carolina Panthers, and he was depending too much on Christian McCaffrey, which I was telling everybody when he got hurt, watch out. You're going to see a completely different Sam Donald when he doesn't have that little, uh, I guess you could say, blanket over there with Christian McCaffrey. I, listen, uh, Sam is, is a decent quarterback. I think when he gets put under pressure, he can't make the throws. I think this is going to happen this week. It's going to be in Atlanta. Uh, Sam's going to lose another game. I, I, I do believe he's going to lose another game. I think the Falcons are a better team. I don't know how they're going to stop Kyle Pitts. I, I, I don't. So uh, give me the Falcons on a close game, 21-19. Dolphins, Bills. Buffalo's obviously going to win. I think Miami will hang tough in the first half with their defense, but I think the second half, Buffalo will pull away. I think the running game for Buffalo will do as, do well as well. We've seen Zach Moss when he's been healthy, been very impressive this year, and Miami's had a lot of trouble stopping the run. I think Josh Allen plays well. Not great, but I'll say well in this game. So I'll take Buffalo 30-17. to 17. I think Buffalo's going to dominate this whole football game. It's not going to be close. The only question I really have about this football game is do you start Jacoby Brissett or do you start Tua Tagovailoa? Tua will start. He's played well the last He shouldn't games. because if he gets hurt in this game because that defense is going to smother him, goodbye. Bye-bye, trade value. You have none now. He's gone anyway. So. Well, apparently not. Until the, this thing gets handled. But, Jeff, who do you got? Yeah, I can't see the Bills not winning this game. I mean, you know things are bad in the building when you're thinking about trading for a rapist. <laughs> no? <laughs> that, seemed like a good, that seemed like a good sign? <laughs> Terrible. This uh, dude's been rubbing his wee-wee on, on, on everything moving, and, like, that's the dude we want to come in and play football because Hawaiian Tebow is just amazing. <laughs> right? I got like, the I, I mean, the morale too. can't be high in that building, right? <laughs> I think this no, is morale's be, underwater. I think this game's going to be a lot closer Don't than people think. I think the game will be close, but I think the Bills are the better team. I think the Bills get their win, and they go 5-2. and two. Give me the Bills. <laughs> Uh, Chargers and Patriots. I got the Chargers in this one. Fresh <laughs> off a of bye week, there. Mike Williams will be a lot healthier. He was playing hurt last week against the Ravens. I think the Chargers bounce back nicely. They've been one of those teams that's been good at spreading the ball around, which is the Patriots like to key in on one guy. So, and without Jonathan Jones, he's still on IR. That secondary definitely has lost a lot. I think they have a letdown against. He's done for the season, Speed. He's done for the season? Okay, wow, that's even worse. All right, so yeah. Yeah, he sec- had season ending surgery. He's so, done. So I think the Chargers will definitely be able to spread the ball around nicely. Justin Herbert plays well. And that offense for the Patriots, even though they looked good last week against the Jets, they've only really looked good against the Jets and the one game against Dallas. So that's really it. I'm going to take the Chargers 27-17. What are you talking about they haven't really looked good? They've played. Against the, they look good against Dallas. That's the one. And the Jets. That's it. And, and, they, and they should have beat Tampa. They only lost to Tampa because the, the ball hit the upright. They lost, and they that was a low-scoring game. And they only the lost to so what? Doesn't mean they didn't play good, dude. Like I said, the offense, not the whole have team. You, have you fallen and bumped your head? <laughs> I said the offense, not the whole team. 
the defense played well against the against Tampa. Very, very sneakily, and I, I realize they're three and four and whatever. This team could be five and one in a blank. Okay, so could the Vikings. Hold on to your hat. You have a saying, right, that the Chargers are the least clutch team in football? I do, and I have them winning by 10, not okay. by 3. Well, they're going to lose the game completely. I'm actually going to take the Patriots. The Chargers have not stopped the run all year long. And Damian Harris, if he plays how he played last week, will run up and down the field on the Chargers, which gives Mac Jones the stereotypical, I just don't have to win the football game, but I just don't have to lose it, which is what Belichick loves in his rookie quarterbacks. Mac Jones has played very well. And um, I think that continues. I think Patriots upset the Chargers. You got to take the Chargers at home, right? Patriots have to travel cross country. No, Jonathan Jones isn't there. Shut up. <laughs> you don't. You do. And yeah. by the way, say something again about my mother. Say something again about my mother. Oh, that was you? <laughs> I didn't know who it was. <laughs> yeah, you did. No, I did. Errol just yeah, said a did. comment. Yes, you did. Yeah, no, you he did. didn't. You yeah. said Tyler Reed's at third grade lead level. That's say, all you said. Say, say something again about my mother. I didn't know. <laughs> did go ahead, Jeff. Say something again about my mother. <laughs> I didn't know. And now you're laughing about it. What? I didn't know it was you. That's why I'm laughing. Why Say would it take again, you? Stupid. Why would you take that long to mention that? That would have been the right. first because, thing that I because said. I, because, because I was trying to ignore you, but you keep trying to engage with me or whatever. Like we're no, cool I'm or not. Something. You said something, so I answered you. Fuck off, you pussy ass bitch. Ooh. <laughs> So he's got the Chargers. I got the Chargers in this game. And and Jeff's right. You have to go all across the country. You don't have to do anything. You have to. You're going to do it. What are you going to do? You're going to play New England? There's two teams. You don't have to pick anybody. 50-50. You're flying over to to L.A. The Patriots have a ton of injuries in their secondary. They're so thin in the secondary. And the Chargers like to throw the football. That's a bad recipe. And and the Chargers had a bye week. I think they're going to be even better. I I think they're going to be explosive. Give me the Chargers. I, I think this could be a blowout game. 27-14. Um, Seattle, Jaguars. Another ugly game. I'll take Seattle at home. Really? I'll take Seattle. Yeah, Jacksonville's defense is nothing special. and uh, Seattle's defense Seattle, Seattle's defense isn't anything special either, but Jacks, Jacksonville's had trouble with turnovers. Trevor Still, Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, Gino plays, Smith. Trevor Lawrence plays better than Geno Smith, but the, the Seattle, Seattle runs the ball better. And I, I just think that Jacksonville will, will get turnovers that will cost them some short fields. I'll take Seattle. Seattle, Seattle runs the ball better, and I, I just think that Jacksonville All right, so you got that. But all right, so oh, who do you got? I got uh, 24-20 Seattle. I'm going to take Seattle by the skin of my teeth. The, if I mean, obviously, Russell Wilson's there. This isn't even a conversation. But I, I do kind of think Geno Smith can play good enough to not lose this football game. So I'll take Seattle at home. I hate myself, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Jacksonville. I, I mean, I, I, with Geno Smith, I you know I just Trevor Lawrence is playing better. Geno Smith didn't look. I realized it was raining and stuff, but he was at home and he didn't look very good, right? And Jacksonville's playing a little better and a little better, even though they still kind of stink. So I'll take Jacksonville. I got Jacksonville, Jacksonville in this game too. I don't trust Geno Smith. I don't trust the Seattle defense. The Jaguars Seattle defense played pretty damn good on Monday. Uh, okay, and let's see them do it against uh, a better quarterback. Okay, so give me the Jaguars in this game. I think Trevor Lawrence will throw over 300 yards in this game. Give me three touchdowns. Jaguars win this game, 24-17. Washington and the Broncos. This is going to be a fun game. This is going to be kind of a get some big plays, but mostly defense-dominated game. I'll take the Broncos at home. Of course you do. I think 
Of course I do. I, need, I didn't take. You got the Broncos I, making I the playoffs. I don't. At the start of the season, I don't. I said I retract on that. <laughs> I retract on that. I, because I didn't expect the Raiders to be as good as they've been. They've been very impressive. <laughs> they're they're now the team replacing the Broncos in that wild card spot. Uh, but I'll take the Broncos in this game. I th- they get Jerry Judy back. I don't think he'll play great, but he'll definitely provide an element to the to the field. The R- Washington secondary's had some trouble this year, even though Denver's offensive lines had trouble. So I'll take the Broncos close game, twenty-one to thirteen. I'll say. I'm going to take the Redskins here. I think that you're going to see a resurgence from Antonio Gibson finally, and I think Terry McLaurin's going to have a field day. Just an absolute stud. And uh, Taylor Heinke is going to outplay Teddy Bridgewater. That's really the bones and marrow to it. Jeff, what do you got? Yeah, I'll take uh, Speedy Petey's Palominos in this one. Washington is not the same team they were last year. They looked like they were coming on and coming on, and we're going to, like, be good this year. They stink. They really stink. They do. They need a quarterback desperately tight. Taylor Heineke's the worst. Um, I got the Broncos. This, this, this Taylor Heineke contract might rank up there with Matt Flynn's as one of the biggest robberies I've ever seen. <laughs> well, he hasn't looked good, and he hasn't, and, and that defense has looked awful, too. With all those I mean, all Matt Flynn was missing was the gun and the mask. That was robbery. <laughs> I got the Broncos in this game. I think the Broncos, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, I think he's going to do enough. I think, uh, obviously, they're getting healthier. I, I think you're going to see Jerry Judy next week. I think He's on IR. I think he's back next he's, week. He's once, he says, says they could come back this week. Yeah, No, he's on IR. He's going to be out this week. Um, but Jerry Judy will be back next week. I think they're getting healthy at the right time. I don't think they're making the playoffs, but I think they'll be able to be, able to be competitive right at the end. Uh, give me the Broncos in this game. I think they're the better team. 24-10. Uh, Buccaneers, Saints. I'll go upset here. I'm ta- I'll take the Saints here. The Buccaneers, I think, have a bit of a letdown after their big their 38-3 win. Tom Brady obviously having the 600 touchdown pass. I think they have a little bit of a letdown. The Saints' defense has continued to play very well this season. Their pass rush especially has been good. And their run defense, which Fournette's getting hot now too for Tampa, but I don't think it'll be the same in terms of a one-dimensional offense. I also got Ingram too. And the, the, the Buccaneers' injuries in the secondary, I think it'll <laughs> catch up to him eventually. Saints get some big plays, win a, win a close one. I'll say 23-20. to 20. Anyway, was that Zach Ertz again? Oh, no. James Conner. Oh, yeah, it doesn't God. really help me. Oh, actually, that screwed me. James Conner's on my other guy's team, so that's not good. Anyway, it, this, this is kind of one of those games where it's your best is my weakness, so my weakness is your strength now type of games. For example, right, they can throw the football, but they can't – the Saints, sorry, cannot run the throw the football, but they can't – they can run the Ram, the Bucks can't stop the air, but they'll stop the ground. Right. So it, it, that's going to be very interesting to see if James Winston can do this. And it's kind of a revenge game, right? Winston didn't get to play them last year. So with that being said, James Winston ain't beating Tom Brady. No way, no how, no chance. How about you, Jeff? Yeah, the, the Bucks are really thin in the secondary. But the good news is James Winston doesn't have any clue how to throw a football. So I think the Buccaneers will be fine. They'll, they'll get a little healthier on offense. They'll get, uh, I think they get Antonio Brown back this week. So that'll help. And, Gr- and Gronk is back at practice this week. So I think they'll just be able to outscore New Orleans. Even though you know, I, I do respect New Orleans' defense. They play well. But I, I don't think they have anything to Tampa. Yeah, I think Tampa's winning this game. I think they're the better team. I don't trust the Saints. And I don't trust Jameis Winston. The only thing I did like from Jameis Winston 
no not for nothing. If I can just sorry to cut you off, Daryl, mm -hmm. but yep. him getting in Traquan Smith's ass last week was really actually pretty good to see. Mm. I, I would agree. I, Jameis Winston, when he when he actually plays well, he plays well, and when he plays like garbage, he plays like really bad garbage. But uh, I, I got bu the Buccaneers in this game. Um, I don't know what's going on with Michael Thomas. They're saying that uh, Michael Thomas's injury might be pushed off another two weeks, so he might not be back until week 10, I'm hearing, uh, which is, is bad for the Saints. It doesn't trade really help them. him now. <laughs> they don't need to trade him. They're crazy if they trade him. He, he's going to open up uh, the slots for uh, Kamara. Give me the Buccaneers in this game. I think it'll be close. 28-24. Uh, Cowboys, Vikings. Back-to-back -back upsets here. I'll take Minnesota here. Uh, Cowboys off the bye week. I think they lose a little bit of the momentum. The Vikings have the receiving depth and the target depth to be able to spread around from being able to throw away from Trayvon Diggs. And I think they'll make everyone else beat them. And Minnesota could, did that against Carolina with when Jefferson was shut down, Thielen went off, and I think you'll kind of see that. I think Kirk Cousins, yes, Kirk Cousins, who actually has played well in the fourth quarter this season, will get this it done. Season. Yeah, this season. This he season. will get it done. Close game. Vikings 27, Cowboys 24. I would like to say that the Cowboys would win this football game. But Dalvin Cook is back. They're coming off a very, very good game last week in overtime for Dallas. I think I think the Vikings are going to do this. I think the return of Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousins is with Justin Jefferson over there and Adam Thielen. I really hope I think Dalvin it's too Cook much. plays well. I'm going to need him. Tyler Conklin's going to have a field day, too. Minnesota's also tied for the league lead in sacks. I didn't even realize that. Jeff, what do you got? Do you know if the Beeb is listening? He's leaving. He's, he's been listening. he's been listening. He hasn't commented in a while, but he's been listening. But have well, at him, Jeff. Bu buckle up, Beeb. I'm taking Cooper Rush and the Cowboys. <laughs> I'm, you, you gotta listen. I don't. I don't. The Cowboys are this year, right? We've wasted so much time talking about it when they've been absolutely piss poor, terrible. Waste and they Spanish actually <laughs> deserve. They actually deserve some credit this year. They're playing well. Mm -hmm. They're a good football team. And I don't even think Cooper Rush can screw this up. I would agree with you. I think the Cowboys are going to win this game. They're going to go into Minnesota on Sunday Night Football and win this game. I think they're the real deal. I think they're one of the best teams in the NFC. You really can't take away what Dak Prescott is doing right now. He's been sensational. Uh, even Zeke Elliott is really showing past tense of what we remember, you know, five years ago. Uh, he's been great. I, I mean, and this defense is really playing a lot better than I ever thought they were. So, Give me the Cowboys in this game. I think they win this game. I think it'll be a high-scoring game, 31-28. to 28. Chiefs. I'm actually disgusted with myself. I just did that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, obviously, Monday Night Football, the Chiefs and the Giants. Who do you got? This game will be close for a while. I, I believe too, too. I think I think the Chiefs will win, but I think it will be close for a while. I don't know about that. I think, that, I think only because it's prime time. Like, I actually think if it was like a 1 o'clock regular game, the Giants might steal the upset here, but the Chiefs have just so much more prime time experience. The Chiefs defense stinks. They do, but so do the Giants. That's the problem, too. So I think the Chiefs will get enough big plays. I think both quarterbacks will have their share of turnovers. They're kind of similar right now. I, just, I still trust the Chiefs a little more in prime time at home. I'll say it'll be close for a while. I'll say final 34 to 24. For Casey. This game's going to be a slaughter. Uh, this is a get-right game for the Chiefs. I don't think they're going to miss a beat. Uh, Jabril Peppers being out for the year is going to really hurt the Giant defense. Being the leader on that defense with Blake Martinez already being out. Uh, so the Giants are really getting to the thin and bones of the defense. And uh, this is going to be, I think, a get-right game for the Chiefs defense as a whole. Daniel Jones is not going to destroy this team. And Saquon might play. He might not. Kenny Galladay might play. He might not. And then there's uh, Sterling Shepard might play. He might not. 
So who the hell knows? But the Kansas City Chiefs get right game, 48-17. Jeff? Yeah, I got to – unfortunately, I got to take the Chiefs. I think they're being exposed as overrated, right? Patrick Mahomes has come back down to earth. Even though I do think Daniel Jones will play well because the Chiefs defense thinks – and Kadarius Tony is the human joystick, Speedy. He really is. If he plays, think, that'll be the question. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's just too good not to play, though. But uh, I, I'll still take the Chiefs. I think they got they got too much for the Giants this week. Um, I got the Chiefs. I think the game will be very close. It could come down to the end. But uh, I I don't trust Tyreek Hill. I don't trust this team. This team is not the team they were the last couple of years. You would think that this team was going to be explosive with the offensive line. Uh, putting this offensive line together as, as short as they did. Uh, it's going to take a year or two to get this line right. Um, the Chiefs will win. Uh, close game. I would say between, I'd say 27-24. And those are our picks. Okay, so I, before we get back into our sports conversation, we got Jeff on the phone. And, uh, uh, okay, now Jeff said to you, Tyler, during the interview that you have a third grade reading level. I did say that to you, and you told me to tell Jeff this is what you said. No, 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 no. I never heard heard you say, because I know you're going to spin the pot. I'm not spinning any pot. On my mother, I didn't hear you say Jeff's name at all. All I heard was Tyler has a third grade well, reading level. Well, he did say it, and you did hear it. I, I did not hear it. I heard Tyler. Maybe you all I heard was to, Tyler's reading. Maybe you should stick to saying things to the people that are Jeff saying them said. to you rather than attack people's families and stuff. Really good you, move there, Tyler. You're good well, at judging other right. people, but you're not really good at taking the criticism when you fuck up, though, are you? I didn't fuck up. <laughs> what did I no? fuck up? I had no idea who said it. I heard Tyler's a third grade reading level. So then I just retaliated that. I, said I did not Jeff, know. I said Jeff said. I'm not denying you said it. I'm telling you what I honestly heard. On God, on whatever you want me to believe. Speaking. Maybe that's half the problem. You don't listen. I don't listen. That, you're 100% right. You don't. Right. It's, also you're 100% why you don't right. it's exactly why you don't deserve this platform. Probably not. Exactly not. What I would say, you're really, I'm not, you're really, I'm good, not at criti- you're really I'm, good at criticizing other people when they make those mistakes. But now that you made it right, and you're just like, oh, well, I didn't hear it all. Dude, I'm just real telling, shit I'm, apology. You're, you're piling on tapes for his shit apology, right? And I, now you're fumbling around like a retard. Good for you. <laughs> you do. I love it. So what do we, what do we get of you guys at the rig? Come on, I want this. Dude, I, I'm, I'm, I'm overly motivated. Let's I, do this now. I, I know you want this bad. I want it bad, too. I want this Do you bad. think I'm going to let go when I'm choking him out? <laughs> well, that's why we're going to have referees. Do you think? No, do you th- I don't care. What, I'll, I'll take the punches from them while I'm choking <laughs> the life out of him. I'm, it's going to be like a Casper cartoon. I'm going to see the ghost rise right up out of his body while his soul <laughs> If you think I'm kidding, I'm not. No, I don't think you're kidding. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> you, I'm I'm overly motivated for this now. Well, overly. if you thought I was motivated before that comment, good for you, dude. I'm gonna end it for you. <laughs> he's kissing. He's blowing kisses at you. 
<laughs> yeah, he's real comfortable blowing kisses from a thousand miles away, but and you're real comfortable talking shit thousands of miles away. What's the difference? Yeah, you want to know what? I'm the one that said, Errol, this won't happen because you won't come here. You won't do it. You come up with an excuse. How about we pick a date right now? So, what do you need? Three months out? Four months out? How long do you need to save your nickels so you can get on a plane and come down here and I can whoop your ass? How long do we need? Let's <laughs> well, set a date. To, Let's put it in we stone could, because I don't we believe you could, you'll do it. Now, to be completely honest and fair. Right? This is no bullshit. There's a real big thing with work right now. So, I have oh, you no... you have a day off? Fly what? down for one no, day. Hold on. No, it has nothing to do with a day off. It has to do with the booking and money finances of this. Um, well, you can come down and make money. Well, only the right? winners gain come the money. Come on down and make money. Only the winners gain money, so you really... You're not confident that you will win? No, it's a 50-50 chance. So, to go down there and be arrogant wouldn't help me at all. So you're hedging on it. You don't want to do it now. No, I didn't say that. In, I didn't. Oh, go, no, no, oh, no. I'm going to push it out for six months, and in six months I'll push no, it no, out. No, no, no. I'm not months. pushing you're, out anything. I'm I, being I even said it to Errol that I don't think that you have the motivation I, I, to want I'll to do I'll tell this. you. I'll tell you what. I'll pay. For, I'll help you pay for your plane ticket. I'll help you pay for your plane ticket. So then when would be a good day? Tomorrow. <laughs> wow. He says have the beer ready. <laughs> Uh, don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. I am going to have this all over social media. It will, it will be live and, and exclusive for all everybody to watch. Uh, by the way, the beef says you can't be afraid to lose. <laughs> That's not, it has nothing you want, to do with you want, beef. You want it to be in your corner? You want the beef to be in your corner? Uh, no. no. Tyler will go after the beef first for, <laughs> for the Panarin comments. That, that, that's still one of the dumbest things I've heard all year. I don't think, anyone, I don't think anyone's going to be in Tyler's corner. I think he's going to be there alone and scared. I mean, scared, no. Pro- alone, probably. <laughs> so with all your friends? Probably. So you're not going to have anybody in your corner? No. You're just going to be by yourself? Yes. Okay. All right. So when, when do you want to do this? This weekend. Let's do it. This weekend, huh? Well, unfortunately, some of us have jobs. Next weekend. Unfortunately, some of us have jobs. So when's your day off? When's you, when'd you get two days Tuesday off? Tuesday and Thursday. Look, fly down on a Tuesday. We could do it on Tuesday, right? Fly down Monday night. Right. Do you want to do that? I mean, we could do that. When, when do you want to do it? When does he want to do it? Tuesday. Tuesday. Five days from now. Five days from now? <laughs> yeah. So we want no training for this at all? <laughs> you need to train? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you don't want to train for this? It's gonna be Daryl wants it on the network. You don't I don't need. To, I don't need. I don't need the train. I don't need the train. Let's go. <laughs> Are we really waiting for before? Me? Before it was work, and now I need training time. No, no, I I just really thought we were gonna do this six months, four months. No, no, we can do it this week. <laughs> When do you want, honestly, when do you really Tuesday, want, I want to do it Tuesday. I know you want to do, do it. it. And if you can't do it Tuesday, we can do it on Thursday. <laughs> when do you want to do it, Tyler? Because he'll, he'll, he'll fight you tomorrow, fight no, you the I, next I, day. I, I, hear, when, I, hear, when, I hear the when do you, confidence. If, I, I want this to be, I want Let you Let me know to, when he's having dinner. I'll fight him in a Br- Bertucci's bathroom. I don't care. <laughs> Oh, my God. This is great. 
Isn't um, so. I, what I want you to do, Tyler. This this is honest. Right. I want you to decide when you feel that you could be ready, where you can somewhat train because he's ready to fight you next well, week, right. That's tomorrow, the next day. But when are you ready to fight? You you give us you give us a time. Do you, you want to go? You want to go in December? When do when do you want to do this? Well, let's just see. All right. Yeah, oh, the, beginning of December, that's perfect. Let me lump them up for his Christmas photos. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, my nose is on the side. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff will make a video cameo like the, uh, like the, the old movie they play at Home Alone 2. <laughs> Je- Je- Jeff will do the, uh, the voiceover for that. Merry Christmas. <laughs> just come in like, <laughs> just come in flying. <laughs> Well, well, I'll tell you this, Jeff. We'll figure it out by by next week. We'll have a date. I will have a date for you next week. I will. And I don't to... want to hear in four months, five months, six no, months. No, no, no. I don't no. want to hear none of that nonsense. No, it will be. We can either... do it in the next within the next month. We can do this. If if you feel comfortable in the next month, Tyler, we'll figure it out in the next month. Why isn't so... he comfortable? He's certainly comfortable talking enough. I didn't know he needed to go and train for it. <laughs> Certainly talking like he doesn't need any training, isn't he? Or am I mistaken that he's talking like he doesn't need training? I don't think anyone ever said no one needs training. I, uh, you don't think you need training? It's going to be no. three rounds, five no. minutes. No. When's no, the last the time you went five minutes, no. three rounds? No. It no. Obviously, he doesn't think it's going five, three rounds. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to go straight hockey fight this dude. I don't care how many punches I take walking in. You're going to the ground, and I'm choking the life out of you. And I'm gonna, I'm going to giggle while I hear you scream. Beef says, "Get Mick from Rocky to train him." Ben says, "Hashtag it's about to go down." Flag in the end zone and touchdown Green Bay. That's currently being reviewed. So. We'll we'll figure sure? it out. We'll figure that out. But uh, you know uh, what? I you have to pick a song to come out to because uh, this is this is gonna be fun. We're gonna make this like into an extravaganza. <laughs> I want to laugh. It. So what song would you come out to, Tyler? I don't know. Hit me with your best shot. No. <laughs> no. 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 He'll come out to WAP probably. <laughs> Fitting for him. <laughs> WAP. What would you come out to, Jeff? Oh, I don't. I don't need music. Oh, you just. I don't gonna, need music. You're just gonna. I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't. I, you don't play music at a funeral. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll play the Undertaker music. <laughs> no, no, no music. No music. Just just people in the crowd praying for Tyler. Tyler, what do you say about all this? Are you, Jeff, are, are you going to do this? Uh, are you going to do no. this fight uh, with with everyone dressed in ninja suits because everyone wears black for the funeral? No, uh, uh, dude, I don't care. I don't <laughs> care, dude. Dude, I'm beyond motivated. Say something about my dead mother. Good for you, bro. Oh, I didn't know. Good for you. Overly, overly, overly motivated right now. <clears throat> overly motivated. Just Let's remember, make this happen. Just, just remember, it's got to be a fair choke. It, it can't be like no. You grab his no, neck. There's, there's air chokes and there's blood chokes, and you can use either. <laughs> you gotta put you gotta put a legal choke on him, either a guillotine or a rear naked chokehold. Any one of those will work, but anything you you're, you're jumping on him and you're holding your hands on his neck, you can't do that, Jeff. <laughs> but, uh, well, 
Of course you can. I know you can, but you did. We you actually gonna... can. I watched an Anderson Silva fight where he did it. <laughs> oh my God! That says just eat it by Weird Al. <laughs> I, that would be good for Jeff. I, <laughs> just eat it. Oh my God! Well, what are your bets? So, everybody on the thing right now. Anybody? Who do you? Who do you got uh, in a three round contest? Between Tyler and Jeff, what what are what are the betting odds on this? I mean, seriously, Speedy, who do you got? Honestly, well, the, the odds will have to be determined. Uh, Jeff is the betting expert, so I'm sure he'll he'll, he'll have a better better understanding of what it could be. But uh, I'm assuming Jeff will end up being the favorite, so I'll take him oh, to cover. <laughs> you take I'll let I'll I'll let someone else choose the odds. That's fine. I, I'm All right. just because I like to bet and to right. make uh, odds. Chaz, if you're listening, if anyone has a, a fighting expert on <laughs> one of your shows, Tyler, what do you think you have to do to beat Jeff in a fight? I mean, to be honest, we're going in this completely blind, right? Yeah. So, so I, I don't know how tall he is. I don't know his six anything. Three. No, I, I get that, but there's six three, and then there's six three, and blah. so I have no idea. I have no idea what's it really. I no one that you've seen Jeff. I've never seen Jeff. So I've, I've seen him. In, you know, I've seen him on video, but I've never met him in person. So I, I don't know how big he is. But the bigger they are, the harder they fall. So you need. No, to, I'm not using that as an excuse. You know, I'm just saying I have no idea what to expect when I go down there, and that's fun. Well, that's that, that's the best part of it is not knowing what to expect. So he doesn't know what to expect, or maybe he does. But uh, what you need to do is, uh, you know, how. how Obviously, if he's bigger and, he, and you feel maybe you feel that he's stronger than you, the best thing to do is to take him down. Now, how are you going to do that? That's the that's going to be the question. That, you know. Well, if his idea is don't go, go ahead ground, and use I'm my strategy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not using your strategy, but I, I get I I, I, I want to hear his strategy on and how he plans to do it. You know. So, and no, he didn't get in. Um, Big decision here. So what 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 do you got? Speed, um, Tyler, how, how do you think you can beat Jeff in a fight one-on-one, three rounds, to win $2,000? So, I mean, he's a hockey guy, right, he said? Yes. So that probably means he feels comfortable on his feet. Mm-hmm. So then... Be confident, dude. Don't, no, just because, because somebody's it, talking I, down, nah, you've got to be confident. It's not. It's not talking down. It's. It's. I don't know. If somebody, I don't is know telling, what to say. Is somebody honestly? L- l- listen, I have no idea. I, I'm going to tell you the, something. This, I, I listen, and this has nothing to do with you and Jeff. If I was fighting somebody, and I know somebody wants to fight me, and I'm talking, I'm on the thing. I'm going to say what I feel. I'm not going to hold back on what I feel because I'm confident about who I am inside. You, If you are confident about – he's obviously confident about who he is, and he really thinks – he, he was real confident early on, but he's gotten quieter and quieter, hasn't he? Yes, and, and, and that's what I, I'm, I'm trying to give you the understanding that you can't, you can't let anybody dictate what he thinks or they think in their mind is going to happen. You got to you got to be there and you got to take you got to take it with full strides and not worry about that. So in my it, somebody's telling me I'm going to come out there, I'm going to choke you and you're going to you're going to I'm going to squeeze the last life out of you. I'm going to say I'd like I'm to gonna see I'm going to giggle while I do it too. <laughs> you I'm going to make you super uncomfortable. Cause I'm going to have the strangest direction of my life. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have an erection. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun, man. 
This is going to be funny. This is worth every penny I'm going to spend on this. <laughs> I don't even care. This, this is going to be worth every penny of it. <laughs> what do you got to say about that, Jeff? You know, Tyler, this is, this is your opportunity to speak up on how you feel. Don't hold back. Give him what well, he's come a long way from I just want to punch you in the face, hasn't he? He was the one that started this whole thing. Uh, no, 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 no. He's certainly quieted no, right no, down, no, hasn't he? No, no, no. What I do you didn't know that's how the I whole thing start started. Years. No. Go back. No, no. Speedy, go back and go get the back three I said years. Something about You've been his doing this. And you said, all I want to do is punch you in the face. That's right. exactly what happened. Right. And that's how the whole thing started. Right. That's how the whole thing started. Yes, it is. So, it absolutely right, is. So, and now you're saying no. I so was accurate. If I punch you in the face, went, no, technically, no, no. didn't I do what I said? This has turned into a three-minute brawl of five-minute five minute rounds of three rounds of five it's minutes. It's not going that long. Don't worry. You'll, you'll get your punch to my face, no problem. But I'm coming for it. Okay. That's so it? So come for it. I don't know. That's your, that's your, that's so your talk back? That's that, that's... When somebody's telling you this, this, and this, and you're going to sit there and oh, go, just come for it. Let me just tell you something, Tyler. I have mm-hmm. literally nothing to lose. Nothing. You know who the worst person to fight is? Someone that has nothing to lose. That's what do true. either one of us have to lose? That's true. Do you think at the end of the day anyone's going to remember this? Uh, oh, I, 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 well, you, well, I think, you will. Errol's going to archive it. Uh, uh, Errol's going to bring I this think, up. I think for sure that you're going to remember it. It's going to be the day you need to get dentures. <laughs> <laughs> or the day that, uh, you know, ends your life. <laughs> That's what he's telling it's you. Fine with me. It's fine with me. What, you want to die? No, well, that, that, let's not get too deep in the water here. But I, I let's just say I'm fine with whatever happens, happens. You're you're fine. That I'm fine. Whatever happens. Really? You're fine. With you think I actually care the result of this? I think I think you should. Ah, uh, maybe I should, but that's not what we're doing. Well, apparently now there's dentures involved. <laughs> uh, apparently now there are dentures involved. <laughs> no, I, I'm just I'm just saying when somebody's going back at you, I, the best way of doing it is feeling confident about yourself. So. If somebody's going to attack you in in a, in, a, in, a, in a, he's not saying anything about your family or anything. No, and he's I, going at I, you. He's no, going at you. I know he's going at me, and that's fine. He he's says, done it for three years. There's nothing new to this. Yeah, but, this has been an but, ongoing thing. But this is this is good for you because I think you need to build confidence in who you are. I don't think you have it. <laughs> no, probably not. So, but again, but that's why fine would you too. why would you challenge somebody? When you don't I have didn't confidence. challenge anything. Yes, you he did. He said I just said I wanted to punch him in the Hold face. Hold on, Jack. and that's true too. Uh, Tyler, uh, let's go back. You're the one who sat back and said that I would fight you. Did you not say I that? I would. Okay. So that, that's, that's a challenge. So if you're challenging somebody, that is a confident person. You're, yeah, I'm not the one that brought this to the table. Like, you can all make it seem like, like no, all no, no, in my mouth. I'm not, I'm the one I'm not gets, saying you I'm brought, not the one to, the brought this to the table. No one's saying you brought it to the table. No, it was you. It, it was you. And you were very confident about it at the time that you did it. Now all of a sudden you're sitting back and you're not saying anything. And honestly, in, in personality, I, I'm a shit talker. Okay, this well, is, we know. This is this we is know. what I do. Okay, yes. and if somebody's gonna shit back and say something to me, I'm gonna go back at them, and I'm gonna say, okay. And when I get down there, I'm gonna put my foot in your ass, and I'm gonna make sure you know what you're the, gonna be spitting you, out you, your mouth. You know, right? But do you know what the difference is, Errol? Mm-hmm. You're not only a talker, but you also do know how to fight. Mm-hmm. I think Captain Clown Shoes over there doesn't. <laughs> Captain Clown Shoes. No, nope, I guess you'll find out. <laughs> Does he get to fight in clown shoes? 
You have uh, nothing. Whatever he wants. You I have, have nothing, nothing to say. Have, you have nothing, nothing to say. Nothing. That could give him more, more, uh, more space to kick off. Okay, so uh, nothing at all. All right, so if you win, uh, all right, if you lose, okay, not only do you lose the money, you got to get. Jeff Screw Tom. the money. I don't even want Tyler's money. Screw the money. I don't even care about the money. Oh, you don't want the money either. So you should. We, we, dude, we can fight for free. So you could fly there. You don't have to spend the money. You could just yeah. fly there. No money. We don't even need. I'll, I'll put. I'll put the money in the pot. I don't it's, care. It's it, it, like I don't even care. It's just going to be fun for me. I I think it'll be fun to watch. So I'll put some money into the pot just to watch it. You know, that's what I want to see. I think it'll be fun. So, Tyler, you still have a chance to make money because I'll throw money into the pot. But uh, you you need to make this. You got to sell this, bud. You I'm selling. I because what I want to do is I want to I want to get a, a, a spot from you and a spot from him, and I want to make this into something where people are actually going to tune in and watch it. You know, because. I listen. If I'm going to pay for this, I want I want people to watch this. This is going to be fun. This is going to be funny. And I think, hey, listen, one of you guys are going to lose, right? You know, one of you guys are going right. to lose, and you know, you should be you should be feeling confident about yourself. Uh, right now, Jeff is very confident that he's right. going to whip your ass. I'm sure. He said he's going to whip your ass. He's going to whip it down the corner, and he says you're not even going to stand a chance. Now, what do you say to that? You're going to say that? Oh, are you going to whip my ass? You're going to do this? You should be coming out with, you know, your personality. The Tyler Harrison personality. This is his personality. Sandpaper is his personality. <laughs> Bland and abrasive. That's it. <laughs> this is his personality. I want you to bring up Aaron Boone. How about you want to have a weapons contest? You want to add <laughs> weapons to it? No, listen. Oh, now the ninja suits have to come out. <laughs> you want to add weapons to it? I mean, I, we'll, we'll stick a couple, you know, crowbars or something like that. Maybe you'll get a chance, you know? No, now you're talking about murder. <laughs> no. I, I It would be murder if he picks it up. <laughs> I don't think he'd stop. <laughs> What's the murder weapon? Well, what what you what say about my mom? What you say about my mom? Again, I had no idea who said it. All I heard was Tyler can read that third grade reload. Although what, he what's said the murder it to you, and it's on <laughs> film. So no, I understand, but you don't know what I was not paying attention to or paying attention to. And I have no reason to lie at this point, so what the hell? So, so, so we're getting it right now that you, you will not talk crap to Jeff. It doesn't seem like. Well, if he's getting more amped up if I'm talking shit, I'm just going to Who cares? It. it makes it even more fun. What? Oh, I'm not amped up about talking shit. I'm amped up about fighting you. You, no, you I, just want to keep motivating me. Right. So why would I give you more motivation for? Why? You've already given you me all the motivation I need. You should give yourself all the motivation. motivation I need. I need no more motivation. It doesn't even matter. No, you've, you've, that last comment right. has pushed it to the edge already for me, bro. So don't worry about it. Anything you say from here isn't even going to amp me up even more. I'm already at that level. Oh, good. Right. So you, you have nothing to say from that? No. You're just going to sit here yep. and you're just going to relax and say, yep. you know what, we'll pick a day and we're ready to go. Yep. Okay. Any, yep. any bets at odds that you're going to win? Oh, everyone on this network is going to pick Jeff. Pick Jeff. I did, listen. Pick I, Jeff. I I don't know who I'm going to pick. You. No, we're, we're waiting no, for the. We're waiting for the betting picks. odds. I don't, yeah, know I don't care pick. who anybody picks. I, I just care about taking the last. I gave you advice. I gave. <laughs> I gave you advice. What you need to do. Yes. 
You know, it's the only way you're probably going to win. Again, I'm waiting for the makeshift bet. Chaz, if you're listening, whoever's the best on your show at making makeshift bets, go for it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I honestly, man, I I think that you just need to gain a little bit more confidence about who you are. I I just don't know if you have. Very quietly, Kyle Murray is putting together a great 99, 98, 99-yard drive right now, and they're Mm -hmm. probably going to end up winning the game. I hope so because I I need this touchdown. I needed to beat the beef this week. Uh, my my Tyler, Kyler Murray has had a terrible game, really. For what? Oh, here it is. Oh, he got the tackle, first down. Good tackle. I don't know. I don't know. His he knee got, might have been down. He got the first down. But uh, I listen. I I, I think that this will be fun. Yeah. The, oh no. One ref marks a first down. One more ref marks a short. <laughs> so you you'll you'll have you, you know you don't have to throw any money into it. I'll throw a little bit of money into it so you got something to win. It's something to win for. And Did you, you notice the spotting from referees has been awful this year? Horrible. I, the referees have been horrible. They've been giving first downs like left and right to teams when, when dudes are clearly short of the line. Game. Yep. And they're going to kick a field goal. No. They got one more play they could try. Maybe two if it's an incomplete pass. Boy, they have they, how many times? Well, yeah, they got 14 seconds left. 14 and, seconds. Dude, so and, you throw a fade right, but, pass, you miss once, fade pass, you miss twice, then you kick a field right, goal. Right, but. Yeah, but you don't throw fades. That's the other thing. You throw slants because they're less time. Kyler Murray is. The only thing is on a slant is if you're tackled short, you got to be ready. Right, but here's the thing, dude. The the average play from this distance is probably about three seconds. There's 15 left, so they got plenty of time. I'm not saying a straight fade. I'm just saying have that option available. Out routes, zigzags, something like that. I'm just saying the middle of the field could be risky. If you're tackled short on a slant, then you got to hurry up. Where that could be risky in this spot. I just the see. Here's what's even funnier: is this is the exact scenario oh, that the Seahawks no, were in. Through the end, that's it. What? The, he just threw a pick. What just? The receiver happened? never turned to look. I at the told ball. you, you should have just kicked the field goal. He no, intercepted the ball. It in. The game is over. He threw the interception. <laughs> Terrible. Bye bye. See, MVP. but that's it. I just said to you they're in the exact situation that the Seahawks were in. Right? This is the, no time left. It was second down. They just ran out of timeouts. You have to throw it in that situation. This should exonerate Pete Carroll in a million ways. <laughs> well, it didn't AJ really, Green never looks at the ball. It, it didn't really help yeah, me. That was, uh, yeah, that really wasn't his fault. That was AJ Green. That was definitely AJ Green. It definitely well, did. maybe you shouldn't throw the ball to a geriatric. <laughs> yeah, that's an interception. Whew. Game over. Wow. MVP over. <laughs> he wasn't winning the MVP. You had him at MVP. Yeah, I did. I did. Two, no, week, two no, three I, weeks I, ago. No, I did. Yeah, two, three weeks there's ago. Only, there's only one person that's winning MVP. Tom Brady period. is the MVP right now. Yeah, Tom Brady's winning the whole thing, dude. He, he's the MVP he should. right now. He should, but will he? Is the league really going to give it to up, a 44? He's putting up ridiculous is numbers gonna, at 44. I agree with you, but are they going to give it to a 44-year-old Established guy. Well, we have to see because there's still a lot of left. And yeah, but he's not a 44 year old dude. He looks 20 out there, dude. Right? Like that's the whole thing. You're 100 like, right? Like he, he is 44 in reality. But let's be honest. What a sad state of affairs for the NFL that a 44 year old is outplaying every quarterback in the league. Every you're, one of them. You're a million percent right. I agree with you a thousand percent. But the league does this all the time. Well. Brett Favre should have had six. He had we we got to see where, you know, the Green Bay Packers end up. Or Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers ended. played like garbage today, too. Really? He threw almost 300 yards. Oh, he yes, he did. Dude, he didn't even sniff 300 yards. He almost, dude, he almost, he, at the end of the game, he almost threw 300, like 256 yards. 
mean, it wouldn't even matter though, right? His passing yards because yeah. those passing yards are still going to look good because he still didn't have. He has one hundred eighty-four yards. Okay, and he still won. And two touchdowns, no interceptions, a passing rating nine. Matt Lafleur won this game tonight. They're seven and one with a bunch of geriatric idiots. There's nobody on the team really that he played played th- tonight, and they still won. And they beat the, the know, only undefeated know, team. In I football. know you shit all over him all the time. Matt Lafleur won this game tonight. Brilliant game plan. No, it was That's fine. That's fine. I listen. Now, the Packers are the Packers are seven and one, and, and and Aaron Rodgers is throwing to a bunch of idiots. Okay, so well the running game won today's game too. Aaron dude, Jones dude, and AJ Dude, you'll Dillon. never give you'll never give Aaron Rodgers any credit. Dude, ever. we watched the game. They That's established fine. the clock, and the Aaron, those running backs. Are the and when he needed won. to make throws, and he needed to make plays, he did. He did. He threw two touchdowns. He made plays against a very good defense, not a crappy defense. Uh, no one's the Cardinals only lost because David Collins went out. <laughs> Maybe. No, no, no. It's realistic. Think about it. They were actually exposing that area a lot of the time. Uh, that touchdown. The fact is, is that Aaron Rodgers is seven and one with a bunch of geriatric idiots. Okay, and that, and that they're not all geriatrics. A lot of them are young. Rondell Moore, Christian. Yeah, uh, Rondell Rondell Moore almost cost them the game. You know, so yeah, he that, did that was not a game. good. That was that wasn't a good play on the on the on the punt there for yeah. sure. Yeah. But Rondell Moore is not old though, right? Besides De- Devontae Adams, these guys aren't even the top one hundred of wide receivers in the league. They're garbage. Okay, they're okay. They're not garbage. They're they're good. They're football players. They're NFL football players. But they're not top end football players. Aaron Rodgers makes these guys good players. And that's that's where where I hate the Aaron Rodgers haters that they're like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is overrated. How is he overrated? I mean, he doesn't he's not throw. The greatest of all time. That's why he's overrated. Dude, you heard from a Patriot guy, a Patriot guy, put him in a top three best quarterback. He's nineteen. He's nineteen. Dude, he's got four hundred thirty-eight touchdowns and only ninety-one interceptions. Tell me a player in NFL history that has numbers like that. Is he Brady? He's got better numbers than Brady in the time that he's played. Go look at the numbers. Is he playing until he's 44? No. Okay. But it so his numbers are going no, to dude, be pretty much dude, where they're at now. Dude, he also started three years, uh, three years after his rookie season. He also Brady lost a year because of ACL injury. Uh, hold on. Hold on. A- a- again, I'm good. Brady lost a year, okay? That's right. it. That's said, it. Right. If you look at what Aaron Rodgers has done in this period that he's done it, no, but no quarterback's ever done it the way he's done it. Nobody. None. That's fantastic. That's so, fantastic. That's all I'm saying. That doesn't mean that he's better than Tom Brady or Joe Montana or anybody else. Right. But I'll tell you this right now. When you look at his numbers and compare his numbers to the time that he's played, there's nobody even close to him. Nobody. Brady, nobody. Manning, Not Brady either. Breeze. Not Brady Montana, either. Montana. Not Favre, Brady either. Elway. Marino. Not Brady that's, either. That, we're at seven. I, I'm telling you, not Brady. And we have Mark on. Yes, we do. Well, why don't we put Mark on? Because uh, I, I know he's a Brady lover too. Okay? <laughs> Brady Lover. That, that, that's my other nickname, is Brady Lover. <laughs> What's up, Mark? What's up, How are you? Guys? How are you doing? We got Jeff on, too. Awesome. You know, What's you up, can. He said, What up, Jeff? Mark, George is coming. Prepare for the storm. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you could be the middleman. How about you? We'll make you the referee. Good, good to see you, though, Mark. I'm, I'm glad that you're here. I mean, I'm glad that you're uh, helping us. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you're down south, so 
We can make you the referee of uh, Jeff and uh, Tyler. Wasn't, wasn't that the plan originally when Gerard came on? Gerard was going to be the announcer yeah. and Mark was going to be the referee. I, I think that would be really, really funny. I think I think Gerard would Errol's be going to be the ring announcer. <laughs> Mark was going to be the referee. And Gerard... Oh, and Gerard. Ladies and gentlemen! Yeah. <laughs> Who is the, oh, there was one other announcer with Gerard. I forget it. <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble! Let's get ready to rumble! <laughs> Three rounds, five minutes of absolute terror and abuse. So, you know, you know, it's funny, Jeff. Is that with that, like Alabama? Like I root for Alabama, but mostly with Alabama, it's it's like other people in my life like them. So, I I want to see them win for them. I mean, I like Alabama. Don't get me wrong. I, I root for Alabama, but it's not like the Jets or, or the Islanders or, or something like that that I rooted for my whole life. You know, it's kind of like when I was married, my, my wife was South Carolina grad, so I became, you know, I was uh, interested in what South Carolina did because I, I wanted them to win for her. Um, much like with Alabama, my fiancé is, is uh, an Alabama grad, so that's how I became an Alabama fan. And they're the only team I root for that wins. So, yeah. Well, we know the Jet, we know the Jets well, haven't, and the uh, and the Mets certainly aren't going on that path. Oh, yeah, so. no. Well, well, if it's if it's if if Mark isn't really the big Alabama guy, and it's mostly his friends and family, Mark, prepare them for sadness. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Extreme well, I, sadness is heading your way, Mark. What, what, what well, is it going to be a stampede it, of bulldogs it going down his door? What it allows me to do, Jeff, is that with like the Jets or with the with the Mets or the Islanders, I'm much more critical. Uh, so I, I can see a lot more faults. Well, those there. are your those are your teams that you grew up with, right? Right. See, I don't I don't see that with Alabama. With Alabama, I, I don't really like Rico sees faults because he knows he knows them intimately uh, because he's been a fan for so long and he is able to recognize trends that I might not because I don't follow that intently like he does. I mean, he's in like in every play, understands every, you know, every formation and, and the background of certain games that happen and, and, and what to look for with why the defense hasn't playing well or like the communication uh, issues they had against Tennessee. Um, all those things he had predicted because he, he, see, he knows them really, you know, really well. I, I don't know them like that, but, you know, I can – yeah, I know them enough. Um, but I, what I enjoy about Alabama is that for once I can root for a Hold team. Hold on, quick, Mark. I, I, I hate to cut you off. I'm sorry. Put on the SEC network real quick. They're showing the kick six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I, I, I'll, I'll never forget where I was. The when SEC I got... network. Yeah, I'll pop it on tomorrow. <laughs> They're, they're preparing Alabama people early. By the way, uh, I'm not an Alabama hater, Mark. I'm, I'm really not. I no, he actually likes Saban. Alabama. He does. I do. I actually like what the, you know Saban and what they've done, even though I think he's made it. I can't stand level. Alabama. But but I got but I got to be honest with you. When you're struggling against Tennessee, who I like is an up and coming school, but when you're struggling against uh, Tennessee, Georgia's going to hang one on you. <laughs> I will see. 
Jeff, who was it a couple of years ago you were roasting? It was one of the Big Ten schools, a fan of one of the Big Ten schools, I think a Michigan fan or something like that, when Alabama Alabama was like a borderline in the playoff. I think it was 2017. Who was it that you were roasting? It was so funny. I, I, I can't yeah, even I remember, but some of these people are so I think it was crazy. either a Michigan or Ohio State fan. <laughs> some of these yeah. people are so crazy and unrealistic with their schools, right? Like – Dude, Michigan is playing Michigan State this week. Right. Michigan is a four-point favorite. Right. Michigan State scores is like averaging scoring 17 points a game, and you're only a four-point favorite. Like Michigan State can't score. And Michigan people love to brag about this. So wait till they play Ohio State. Michigan's gonna get smoked. I know. I know. Well, they've lost what, like 17 straight years. So I think the last time they beat the last time they beat Ohio State, I was in high school. You know, I, I don't. I don't mean to get off of football, uh, Mark. I haven't spoken to you about the Mets. Uh, where do the Mets go for their GM, and where do they go for their president, and what do they do in the off season to make this team somewhat of a? By player? the way, the Mets just missed again today. By the way, yes, I you saw want to that. get into Mets stuff? Right. How do you let Bob Melvin, one of the best managers in baseball, go to San Diego, and the Mets weren't even competing for him? That seems yeah. egregious. I don't think he wanted to come out east. I, I heard he wanted to stay out west. That's what I heard. And Melvin had no interest in coming out east, uh, and that was why. That's what I heard. Well, I mean, you saw last year when they when they took so long to make Girardi an offer, mm-hmm. and then he wanted to go into the Phillies. Philadelphia. You know, and I, I think the Braves GM really just did a great job um, at the trade deadline, getting Rosario, Soler, and um, – and uh, the uh, Jack Duvall. Peterson, then, yeah, yeah, Jock Peterson, um, and even even getting you know Rodriguez during the regular season to help out with that bullpen. I think he did. He made a lot of good moves for a team that most probably thought, ah, well, Cunha's hurt, Ozuna's out for the year. How are they going to replace those guys? And they replaced them really well. I mean, Rosario, you know, single-handedly carried them to the World Series. And now you see, you know, Solaris. Uh, played a huge part in them getting to the playoffs. Same thing with Duvall. So I I would like, look, the Braves as an organization, I'm not, I'm not a Braves fan. I never have been, but I respect the Braves. And number one, they scout better than any organization out there. Their, their pitchers know hitters weaknesses, like no other team. They do a great job doing that. Number two is that they make the most of what they have. It's funny because they were talking about Freddie Freeman and, oh, during the lean years. Like, what lean years did they did Freddie Freeman have? You know, he's been there since, what, 2008, 2009. He's made the postseason. There was a graphic I did that the Braves have made the postseason. This is their 17th year making the postseason since they last won a World Series. That's a record. It's a major league record for most consecutive postseasons made without winning. Uh, and, they, you know, they have a chance this year. Well, yeah, that obviously would have broken the Dodgers last year because they had 88 uh, last year. They, yep. didn't, they didn't win they, that. The Cubs were the longest, though. The Cubs obviously, went, yeah. Well, <laughs> right. No, not, not just years. They went postseasons. They went 14 postseasons between winning. Well, yeah, between all the times they made it in the 60s and the 80s, I would imagine. They shouldn't even off. be talking about Freddie Freeman because Freddie Freeman has been the best first ba- all-around first baseman in, in baseball for the last 10 years. It's yeah, not even close. Player. It's not even close. He's a heck of a player, man. Goldschmidt is a great player. There's no question that he is. But Freddie Freeman, power, a defense, right. all around, and health. Uh, I'm going with Freddie Freeman over all those guys because he stays healthy. And he has Anthony Rizzo. 
And he's clutch. Just look at the home run he hit off the hater. Doing all of this without Ronald Acuna. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Exactly. Exactly. Acuna is a guy who I thought could be, you know, 50-50 at the beginning of the year. That's why I thought this guy's a legitimate shot to be a 50-50. I love Acuna. I think he's he's Acuna is such a, a, a rare talent. I love watching him play. Uh, it, it is also amazing what the Astros are doing too. You can't really take away what they've done either. I mean, and I, I do not like the Astros. I do. Not. I can't stand them either. But uh, Dusty Baker away. is like Dusty Baker is like the ultimate walking curse. He's like a flea. Never, never. You know, yeah. everywhere he goes, he gets to the World Series. He just can't get right. out. That's why I want to root for Dusty, but I can't stand the Astros. I don't want to see them win. You know, so well, I got. I just got one question about Dusty Baker, though. Honestly, I have no idea if it's medical or. When was the last time you ever seen a manager wear batting gloves constantly? Uh, well, I don't want to tell you what he does with those gloves. So. <laughs> don't worry, at least he's not Bobby Valentine. It makes him look like he's got Grinch fingers. <laughs> Maybe he's prepping for early for Christmas. I mean, it's crazy. What man? What manager just wears gloves all the time? Like, is he just walking around prepared to murder somebody? All like, no, 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 Jeff, Jeff. He's a, he he's he's the he's the Grinch. Is going to steal all the evidence of the Astros cheating from their stadium. Oh, there's already another cheating scandal. I don't know if you saw this. Did you see about the, the whistling? No. When they were whistling against the Red Sox. Really? Oh, really? The the whistle has now uh, oh, taken over for the trash can. Really. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, is that is that real? I didn't even hear anything about that, it. Dude, oh boy, spe- speedy Google it. <laughs> All right, Astros, Astros, Red Sox whistling. Google it. Wow, I didn't hear no. anything about that. Wow. Yeah, me neither. But you want to know something? I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it is the Astros. Uh, the, we have Correa there. You still have a two, Altuve there. I mean, this is it's only four, yep. dude. It's only Alex four. Alex Cora al- addresses alleg- allegations of Astros whistling to signal pitches following their nine-one win. That was, I think, game five. Oh, I, I definitely believe that. They have been whistling to indicate which pitch was coming after nefariously stealing signs. He would know. He was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, Alex Cora is, you know, one of the masterminds. And listen, as a Red Sox fan, this isn't me throwing that out there and using it as an excuse. The Red Sox only played three good innings when they hit all that grand slams. Right. The series. Like, that was like half their to, offense. And I, I, yeah. I, I, right. I like they say, were going I'm, to lose. I'm not, I'm not making it as like, I'm not saying it as an excuse. So I don't want it to be taken that way, but they are kind of still cheating. I will, I will say something about what you said. Kiki Hernandez was, some pickup. Lights out. Yeah, Lights he, out. He was fantastic in the playoffs. He was the hottest hitter in baseball in, in the playoffs. I mean, who who hit better than him in the playoffs? I, I mean, believe only was, Rosario. Uh, right, yeah, Rosario right, not bad, not bad for a GM that didn't do anything, right? This was all leftovers. Uh, Heinrich yeah. really didn't do anything to help the Red Sox team, right? <laughs> I, 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 listen, I, I gave you a compliment that you said something, and now you're going to attack me. He's not attacking smart. you, pointing out that you said that. I did say that. And, and you want to know something? I'll, I'll live by what I said. You know, I... Uh, Kiki Hernandez was a, a great pickup. I honestly, uh, I watch a lot of baseball. I didn't know much about Kiki Hernandez. I really didn't. So, dude, he's dude. First of all, like I remember him on the Dodgers, of, but right, I but don't... people need to wake up uh, like with this whole thing. Like people really need to like be aware how ridiculously stacked that Dodgers team was, and because oh, yeah. you can't keep everyone. Think about the guys they're casting off. Like you said, Jock Peterson now in Atlanta. Kiki Hernandez. Uh, <laughs> 
imagining either Bellinger or Seager is going to go, right? they got to make room Ryan, for Gavin Lux or Ryu and Maeda, yeah. All these dudes. Think about They just don't have enough room for all of the talent right. that they actually have. That's how sick the Dodgers were. Yeah. And look, look, look at this, too. And when I was uh, kind of disappointed the Braves didn't beat up on the Dodgers bullpen more, it's because these are really good Dodger pitchers. You look at even what you would think is the underbelly of the Dodger bullpen. All these guys have whips around one. They have strikeouts, you know, case to nine innings around 11. Uh, and these are all younger guys. These hard aren't, to believe you know, cast offs to fill out a pitching staff. It's hard to believe that these guys lost then. I mean, if you have this much talent, you should absolutely win. And you you added Max Scherzer at the trade deadline. I mean. Yeah, but they're losing Kershaw and then losing Bauer. Well, Kershaw's and, not and the, the, Kershaw hasn't been the same player. Come yeah, but I don't think this Dodgers team was built to he's win. better honestly. than Joe Kelly. Yeah, I don't Kershaw's think the Dodgers team was built to win, though, because they're – listen, they're just too tired, right? Like, you're yeah. just too tired. They've been in, what, four or five straight either World Series or NLCSs, and you can't play that much baseball and just have another tank all the time. The other problem was they were – actually, for a team that was very talented, 106 wins, they were actually only slightly above 500. I think five games over 500 in one-run games this year. And how did the Braves yeah, they had beat a them? bunch of injuries all year. Sure, but still, the Braves beat them with walk-offs. I mean, it, it says something mentality-wise, too, with uh, some of those those players, too. Well, Kelly and, Jansen. Turned in Haraldus Chapman down the street. Well, Ken, he's had those kinds of issues in the playoffs too. Right. He's been up and down, for, uh, and he hasn't been the same last couple of years. Sure, and Kenley Jansen. Sometimes he's like Jeff was saying. Sometimes he's been stretched out at times. Five out saves a lot right. of the time when the Dodgers bullpen maybe in 2016 or 2017 wasn't as good, and he was actually doing a lot more. Now they, like you were saying, Mark, they have a much deeper bullpen now that all these guys that are thought of as afterthoughts that might yeah. be that might be good pitchers on another team. Maybe they're oh, like seventh, eighth inning guys. Like that but guy, the Dodgers even made. lost up out of their bullpen. Ross Stripling left, and guys like that left. Like they were thinner than they were in the bullpen this year too. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think when you look at the where the World Series is, I think this is what you wanted to see. You wanted to see uh, the Astros and, and obviously nobody wants the Braves. Well, well, listen, I, I I think the Braves and the Astros are going to be a good series. I think it goes seven games. I, I hope the Braves win. I, I do. Uh, I still think they do. They overcome it all year. There isn't a person that lives outside of Houston rooting for the Astros. Mm-hmm. No, appa- <laughs> no, apparently there, it's it's Texas, Louisiana, and the state of Delaware, according to certain maps. <laughs> right, now, well, look, Houston's guys, almost in guys, Louisiana, right? Guys, so I, that I, makes I, sense. I, but I, there isn't a person that that's outside of that geographic area that's rooting for them. Nobody is. Go yeah, ahead, Mark. What are you saying? Go ahead, Mark. We did uh, on uh, on overtime on Monday. I came up with a, a list of the top five Astro Brave playoff moments. Okay. And uh, number number five was Millwood throwing a one hitter. Uh, that was in uh, ninety nine, mm-hmm. game two. Uh, number four was um, was Rafael for Kyle walk off home run. Mm. Uh, and uh, if you if you remember that too, he was supposed to be suspended for that because he actually got a DUI and oh. he appealed it. I don't remember. Uh, and then he wound up be, being able to be eligible, and then he hits the game winning homer. Number three was. Do you remember uh, Carlos Beltran game five, that whole series game five, he, he was four for five, two homers, 
Uh, five RBIs, three runs scored. With the Astros. That was what, 04 yep. or 05? Yes, I remember that. Yep. And then uh, two th- and then number two was Walt Weiss. Remember when Walt Weiss made that great play? Yes. Uh, in yes. the bottom of the of the 10th inning to save that mm-hmm. game and wind up winning that series. Mm-hmm. Three games from 199. And number one was that uh, game game four of 2005 where Berkman hit a grand slam. Uh, it was 6-1 in the eighth. Berkman did a grand slam. Then Brad Ausmus hits a What, uh, against Texas? Nine. Against Texas? Uh, no, this is, yeah, this, again, the Astros and Braves. Oh, okay. Um, and then Austin. Well, you better all, make uh, room on that list, Mark, for the new number one, which is going to be Jose Altuve getting hit in the head with a pitch in this <laughs> series. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, those two, people forget that they were they, they played, you know, great playoff series, you know, um, in the beginning of the century. And, and they you know, they played five times in the, since 1997 to 2005. So, um it's it's really strange that they chose the Astros to go to the, the American League in 2013. Well, I was actually about to say a lot of young kids probably don't even know the Astros were in the National League at all. Right, mm-hmm. right. And I, I mean, actually, I still think Milwaukee's in the American League. So. It's funny because they could, they almost met in the World Series three years ago. Astros Brewers. They both lost in the NL, in their LCSs. Right. And I was going to call I mean, them the all interleague World Series. Most people don't even remember the Astro Dome. Oh yeah. And they had a hill. Oh, I love that stadium. And, and they had a hill in their outfield. I love that too. I loved the Astrodome. It, I, I loved it when Bagwell was playing over there. I, I loved it. I wasn't a big yeah, Bagwell fan. Most people don't even realize the Astrodome is still in their logo. Hmm. Yeah, right. It is. It is absolutely. And that that Astros Phillies uh, LCS in 1980 was probably the best league championship series ever. Mark, I got a question for you. Yeah. What do you think about the Knicks going four and one right now? I know it's early in the season, but who would have thought that they would be in first place in the Eastern Conference? I didn't. I mean, I knew they were going to be better this year, but I didn't think that they were going to uh, be playing at this this type of line of you know f- basketball. I, I have been very impressed with Tom Thibodeau and their defense. Even though in the beginning of the season, the first two games, the defense was lack lacking. Their defense has slowly but surely gotten better and better and better. Even Kemba Walker's playing defense. Uh, I, I mean, I've been very impressed uh, with the New York Knicks. I really have. And if they play this way, the Knicks win 50 games for the first time in almost uh, uh, almost eight or yeah. nine years. Yeah, since 2013, the Mellow Sports title here. I mean, this is this team is playing good basketball. Yeah, well, you expect them after the way they ended last year. But I think the playoffs disappointed everybody. because most no, no, people... no, 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 no. Randall disappointed everybody who right. by the well, way missed two very important foul shots that almost caught the cost the Knicks a game against the Bulls okay yeah. this guy cannot play under pressure he's a good player and you want to say he's an elite he, he's amongst the top 25 players in the league right now the problem with Julius Randle and I'll say it again he has to prove it under pressure that he can make the shot make that important shot that's going to help the team win and I'm sorry after watching it tonight, again, he's proven to me he is not a closer. They need a closer. They don't have one. And you're not going to win, and you're not going to come out of the East, even if they're competing against it, it, the East. Listen, you talk about Boston. The, the Boston Bruins, I mean, the Boston Celtics, they have two closers, Jalen Brown and Tatum. Both of those guys can close. The Knicks, honestly, and I'm going to tell you the truth, they don't have one. There is nobody that stands out to me. That tells me I'm going to bet that he's going to hit that shot if we need that shot. They don't have one. They don't. 
And you cannot win if you don't have a closer. And that, moving forward, if the Knicks are going to make a trade at the trade deadline, I'll bring in a closer. They need one. Badly. They They're can, not what they I can bring. They can bring in the league's best closer right now if they wanted to. Yeah, Damian ben Lillard. Ben Simmons. <laughs> think, about, think, about, think about your biggest dream in the world, Errol, right? Instead, of, you're going to get your wish. Instead of Julius Randle on the line shooting free throws for the win, you're all going to get Ben Simmons. To shoot I don't want him throws. either. I don't want him either. But uh, hey, it'll conserve the time that way. They'll save time on the clock. He'll just get hacked all the time. No, I, all what, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, it, it just bothers me because I think the Knicks are going to be a great team. But when it comes to the playoffs, every team, every top team has a closer. Trey Young with Atlanta. You go, go all the top teams. They all got closers. Joel Embiid. This is, this is a 76ers. ridiculous. This is just a ridiculous conversation. No, though, it's right? not. Because no, it is a ridiculous conversation. Why? It's because we did this all last year no, with didn't. a bunch of teams. With, with with a bunch of teams, we talk about oh they need this, they need that, and it was all <laughs> the teams that no one talked about, like the Hawks, the Bucks, the Suns, right? Dude, the the playoffs is a whole different I, animal. I'm saying that right to, now. Like, you need to look at how teams are constructed for the playoffs because that game is different. They're just playing 82 exhibition games right now. I, I, really Jeff, Jeff, I know that. But, again, I, I think right now with the way the Knicks are – what they are, they got a lot of depth. This is the most depth I've seen the Knicks have since the 90s Knicks. They're going to be able to compete with all these teams. The problem is, even if you can compete, when it comes down to a shot, if it is – 95-90-94 or 96-95 and, and all you got to do is hit the shot with, with 10 seconds left. Are you going to trust that Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, uh, Walker, any of these guys are going to hit the shot if you need it? And the answer is no. Carmelo Anthony, he's a closer. If you're going to give him the ball, Carmelo Anthony, 50-50, uh, percent of the time, he, if you, you give him the shot... He's gonna get. He's gonna give you the best chance to win. The Knicks don't have that, and that is they got a, a manual. They got even better. They got a manual. He's <laughs> just so stupid. I think it's a huge problem, and I, I think the Knicks gonna have to address this because uh, at the trade deadline there wow. will be players cool. available. If Damian Lillard does does become available at one way or another, they have to think about making that kind of trade because at least you know that if Damian Lillard has the ball in his hand, we know he's the best closer in the NBA. So, nah, man, I'm rooting for I'm rooting for the Ben Simmons trade. How about the Islanders with the uh, with the goaltender back to back shutout? They're really starting the hole with all those road games. I I was afraid that would put them really behind the eight ball, but uh, they've done all right. I mean, Barry Trotz Barry Trotz is going to figure things out. Uh, I, yeah. I, 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 I'm not I'm not worried about the Islanders at all. Just as much as. I know Jeff is not worried about the Bruins. Uh, you know when he, Oh, the Bruins stink. Uh, Their new lineup's terrible. They'll be fine. The Bruins will. They'll. They'll. They're making the playoffs. The Bruins will get hot at the end of the season and they'll make the playoffs. Yeah, uh, they're too good. Not yeah, to. they're too good. And and, and no, say, right, they, no, no, no. They're a playoff team. Yeah. Right? I think they're a playoff team. They're first round and out, dude. It might be. I don't know. The Atlantic Division. The Atlantic Division is not great, and now Florida just lost lost, lost Quenville now. Quenville so. because of that whole uh, molesting thing. Out eight to ten weeks. Yeah. I, 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 uh, 
Honestly, if they you, shouldn't be losing those dudes, Quinville shouldn't even be allowed to coach anymore. He's not, right. going, he's not to. going to. He's not going to. Nobody's going to give him a job again. And that's why that's why people mentioning the, the Jonathan Kane and Taves and what yeah. what were they going to do? What were they going to do? Uh, here, here's what the thing. They- I understand what you're saying, and here's my thing. When you read what Jonathan Taves said, and even Patrick Kane said, and I know I know Patrick Kane personally. That is not what two leaders say when you know that your Patrick Kane ain't you, no saint. I. First of all, Patrick Kane had nothing to do with the raping charges that he had. Okay, I almost had yes, Speedy. I almost had Patrick Kane come on our show to talk about it, and his publicist said that he she she doesn't want him to talk about it on the show. I was going to get him on the show to talk about it. You but regardless of how bad their comments are or their statements are, it do, it still doesn't matter, right? They're employees. They're like. While, while, you know, they're the product, they're the on-ice product, they're just, they're, they're the low-lying guys. This is like, this is exactly like the Penn State thing. What, are you going to blame the other players for, for these things? No, dude. It's the people in charge. It's Quenville, and then from there on up, whoever was, uh, you know, president of hockey operations and GM and, and those people. Those are the people that should be going down because Quenville knew. Everyone said Quenville knew. And this is going to be a huge this is going to be a huge story and it's going to it's only going to pick up steam and there's a lot of pieces that are going to be added to it. I I'm I'm telling you this is not over. I think there's a lot more in depth about it. I don't think he's the only player that he molested on the team. I'll go so far as to say this to you, Errol, and I say it with full confidence and not taking it lightly. Yeah. The Wurtz family should be forced to sell the team. I I think they will. I think they're going. No, they should be. No, Gary Bettman should tell them just like they did with Jerry Richardson. Mm -hmm. Sorry, you can't be one of us anymore. This was this was an organization. Apparently, that team has already been sold. You you can't have that kind of crap going on in an organization. It's absolutely horrendous. Uh, It's disgusting. I I mean, at first I I was looking at it. I didn't really know the story. And then I I slowly got got the story and I I read a little bit. Because I I think a six foot three, 20 year old, 19 year old kid shouldn't let somebody molest them. I'll go one step further on this and say this one with confidence too. Don't care. Whoever is the one that wrote the letter of recommendation Mm -hmm. for that dude to go work at a prep school with children should be brought up on charges. Mm -hmm. Dear Lord. Endangering minors is a charge. Oh, dear Lord. Um, I mean, the story is going to get worse and worse and worse. And Gary Bettman, uh, this is going to hurt hockey because hockey is is getting – is becoming very popular. A lot of steam. Yeah, it's becoming very popular here in America, especially here in New York, with the new uh, rinks getting built over there in Brooklyn and everything. It's becoming very popular here, and now th- this is going on. I mean, this this is going to hurt the the edge of hockey and, and where it was going. I, I mean, because ba- Gary Bettman's going to have no answers to it, um, and Gary Bettman didn't even hear about it. Now all of a sudden, this story comes out. Now he's going to the NHL is going to have to investigate it. Yeah, yeah, but you can't really blame Gary Bettman. No, I'm not blaming. I'm not blaming. Right? I'm not blaming Gary Bettman, but you know he's the he's the face of hockey. He's the commissioner, so he's going to have answers. To, and he's got enough going on right now with the way you know with all these contracts. I mean, TNT has him. He's getting all these TV deals. I mean, the NHL is growing. I, I mean, it, you you get to watch three NHL games on TNT every single week. And two games on ESPN every single week. I mean, it's five games that you you never got a chance to see. I mean, that's great for hockey because it becomes national national news. But it's now, still not as good as the deal they had, though. There was a game on every night on Versus or the when they switched to NBC Network. So you're still getting two games uh, of na- less of national exposure every week. 
That's every fun. night there was a game on NBC. Yeah, but it's on TNT now and ESPN, two bigger organizations. Right, but you're going from seven days a week down to five. five. Your exposure is getting less. Sure. And it's even getting worse because you have to pay for it sometimes because right. the games aren't on ESPN. They're on ESPN+. Plus. Not only Most. that, not every TV package has NBC Sports either, right. so... The fact, the fact is, is where you, where you see hockey, you would you would see that it, it was growing and it, it was in a very good position to be very successful. This thing comes out. This is going to pick up a lot of steam. This is not over. Uh, I, there's going to be a lot of stories coming out. Uh, Chicago, uh, you know, with all those championships and stuff like that, people are going to be, uh, you know. Don't be surprised if they lose those. Uh, no, they're not going to take those away. Nah. Don't be You're going to take Stanley Cups away from Yeah, I, I think that, that's stupid, though. It's like They'll take his name off of it. It actually happened. It happened. You can't take it away. They'll it take happened. the guy's name off the cup. I, I would do that. I would take don't the guy's be, name off the cup. They should, gonna, they should gonna, take the guy's they're gonna, name they're gonna off. Have, they're they're going to drop the hammer on this team. They're going to drop the hammer. Well, I, I don't They're believe... They're going to drop the hammer in present things, yeah. not not taking that championship I will tell away, you this. There wasn't performance in him. I, I will tell you this. Jonathan Tames and, and, and Patrick Kane will not be on this team by next year. I, I will put money on I'm surprised him. Jonathan Tames started this year on the team. Uh, why? He's a great player. Right, but what's his his value is very... His value is one of, one of those wacky ones, right? Because he's not really a stats guy. You want to talk about two-way players? Yeah, his contract's not he, good, but he yeah. still contributes well, in other areas. No, no, no. I'm not saying his plays declined at all. What I'm saying is no. his stats, really, like the plus-minus and the face-offs are his thing. A team's not going to get him to, oh, well, we need a better power play unit, or we need this, or we need that. He's the captain of the it's team. The leadership. And, it's right, leadership. Right, it's leadership, and, hey, we need a big face-off here and there. Doesn't need show that. much of a leader after what, what, you know, what he said the other day. Well... And I mean, maybe, it's disgusting. What I don't said. know. Does he have a trade clause? Maybe he wants to stay. I, I don't know. Maybe he wants I mean, to stay did you stuck guys, there now. Did you guys hear what he said? I mean, I read what he said. I, yeah, I, I know, I'm not saying you. I'm saying oh. Mark and, and Jeff did hear a little bit of it because he said it was third grade, th- third grade reading level. But Dude, there should be nothing less than criminal charges. This is legitimately a sexual assault that basically happened in a workplace, right? Because if you're asked to go and watch video at some guy's house, that's a work activity. These are employees who are in charge of HR and things like that in a corporation. There should be charges from this. Failing to report a sexual assault is one of the most egregious things I've ever seen. Like I said, Quinville, who's one of the best coaches in the NHL, will never coach in the NHL. I don't think he'll ever coach again in the NHL. I don't think that he should, though. No, he shouldn't. Not that this matters at all. But if you're the Florida Panthers, you got to feel kind of screwed right now. Your team was undefeated. You're looking like they the best team in hockey undefeated. right now. I get it. But you look like the best team in hockey right now. Tampa Bay is going down. You kind of got to feel like you just got punched in the gut. You know, it's so funny that you said Tampa Bay because me and Jeff were talking about it, that Tampa Bay lost so many pieces that, that we knew this was going to happen with Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, Tampa Bay was Tyler's big winner in the offseason, remember? <laughs> oh, I, so I good think, in the offseason. They kept Vasilevsky. Unbelievable. Dude, Absolutely. they lost half their team. They're a two-line team now. They stink. Most teams out here, two, three lines. To have a complete they, four-line team like team. they had was kind of crazy. They were a four-line team last year. I, I completely agree. Team. I'm not denying that. They're a two-line that. team now. They're a two-line team now. I guarantee you they'll still be where they are. Their mistake was is they gave too many big contracts to the guys that they shouldn't have, and they should have Who extended the other have? one. I, I first of all, I you want me to go through the, the no, roster? I, I, I just want one because um, you said who they shouldn't have. 
So who's the only one have? that's kind of biting them just because of the injuries is Stamkos. Stamkos is the guy. That's I, I, that's the, you, really the only one that's you egregious. To, you need to keep him. Yeah, of course. But you I'm just saying that's the only. What are we one. talking about? Who's still there now? So yeah, the, the Lightning current contracts. Is there any of the, the really that bad? And I just said the only one is Stamkos just because of the injuries. I mean, if you, well, they all have. They all have. I mean, they all have huge contracts. I think. If I'm not mistaken, I think Nikita Kucherov's contract is a top three contract. Yeah, his is, but again, nice. he's, field he's, trip. He's, and he's hurt again. Oh well, yeah, okay, no, he's yeah. gonna be out. He, he, he can't. He can't stay. Healthy. He's gonna miss the entire season. He can't stay healthy. Kucherov can't stay healthy anymore. He, he that hip injury that he had that he missed the whole last season. He re-injured that hip again. Oh, and I know what it feels like to have a re- an injured hip. Let me tell you, it is not fun. It, it, it hurts. <clears throat> I, I, after having surgery, and I was just, I was just telling uh, Brittany the other day that I, I, I'm going to physical therapy. I'm going to tell you this right now. Therapy, where they, inci- they, they did the incision, I'm getting so many sharp pains. And he says, oh, it's okay. It's okay. I'm doing all this heavy, different physical therapy stuff over there. And I can tell you this right now. It, it sucks. This is, this is a terrible injury. How far out are you? Six and a half weeks, in, almost seven weeks in after surgery. Would you be mm. able to skate right now? No. I would, I'm not going to be able to skate at full strength for at least I also seven think, months. I, I also think it's a completely different kind of story there. No offense to you, Earl. Yeah, I'm go. certainly not picking on you. Uh, but yeah. you're also not an athlete in yeah. uh, hockey condition. No. So isn't a, exactly well, a, a good working timeline for someone that's been training full time forever. No, you're absolutely right. My whole thing was I thought Errol would be able to say, no, but Nikita Kucherov this, Kucherov that. I figured he'd be able to. I, I, no, I, I wouldn't be able to. I would, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't tell me to skate, that's for sure. I, could I skate? Yeah, I probably could well, get on the eight to ten skate. weeks. Kucherov could be up, and that wasn't and that wasn't a dig to you. No, Aaron, no, no, you're not. Just... no, 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 you're not. Uh, um, he didn't also have labrum surgery. I did, right? and I had I had my joint reattached to my muscle. Mm. Yeah, so it, it, it's different. It, it's a completely different. I had the same injury Alex Rodriguez had that he was out for twelve months. Same mm. injury. You know, same surgery, same anchors. I had five, four anchors put in. He had five. I mean, we're we're practically we had the same surgery, so it, only he can pull Jennifer Lopez. And that's true. Awesome. That's true. <laughs> hey guys, guys I, I got to get going. I got to get up for work tomorrow. But Mark, uh, I, I just wanted to, thank to, you for uh, to ask one thing. Mark, it's I, always I, a pleasure oh, seeing you, bro. I'm, I'm I'm glad to see that you paid your light bill again this month. Thank you. I got one question for you though, Jeff. What do you think of Mac Jones? Not bad. Not listen. Not certainly not as bad as I thought it was going to be. But, uh, again, on the scale of where – I like where he is. He's young. He's a rookie. But I'm also not overly excited. We're talking about a coach who's going to put his quarterbacks in good positions to win. Right, right. He did it with I, I Matt think Castle. He did it with Jacoby Brissett. He did it with uh, – who's the other – oh, Garoppolo, right? Garoppolo. So I don't know if it's that Matt Jones is really good or they – because they certainly got a really small playbook. They haven't even opened the playbook with this kid yet. What you're going to find out about him is that he's great at making reads, and I think he's in a perfect position. I think getting drafted there was perfect for him because he fits that offense really well. Um, look, I think right now they're mediocre, okay? I think the Patriots are very mediocre offense because they have really no threat to throw the ball further than five yards down the field. But you're going to see a little more development as the, as the season goes on. Uh, to where he's able, because he can throw the deep ball. He can throw it with pretty good accuracy. I like Mac Jones. 
Uh, I think that you know where his scale is. There, when you look at Trevor Lawrence or you look at Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, you don't know. Their scale could go whoosh. Mac Jones, you know who he is. You know what he uh, what he's capable of doing, and he's an accurate thrower. He can step into the pocket. He can make every single throw, and that's why the Patriots drafted him. And McDaniel's and obviously Belichick are going to put him in the best place to succeed. Yep. So, I mean, the other the other problem with this whole argument, if for me, it's it's also very early, so I don't want to yeah. discount this. And I know Errol is going to hate what I'm going to say now, but. If we're being honest about how this happened, imagine if Trevor Lawrence had gone to the Patriots or Justin Fields had gone to the Patriots or Zach Wilson, right? Like a lot of these other dudes got drafted to terrible situations. The Patriots was a pretty good situation to go to. So I think that you got to keep that in mind as well that like, listen, if Mac Jones got drafted second and went to the Jets, would we be talking about how good Mac Jones was? No, honestly? not at all, because they, they, no. you have a rookie coach. Yeah. You have a rookie coach, a rookie ever. And I don't want to take a shot at you. I don't want to take a shot at you, so I'll change the team. If Mac Jones had gone number one and gone to Jacksonville, would we be talking oh, about how God. good Mac Jones is? Yeah, no, I, because, no, again, no be, and, and, and I, I'll go back and I'll, I'll say this, and I'm sorry to cut you off, Mark. I, I, I'll, 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 when you look at... When you look at what with Jacksonville, you had a rookie coach, rookie quarterback, rookie everything, and and I didn't expect Jacksonville to go out there and Trevor Lawrence to go out there and put up numbers. It doesn't work that way. Justin Fields, I said, but I said this to you before the draft. Yeah, you we did. talked about this, and I said this to you before the draft you that that no matter who, like no matter where any of the quarterbacks go, the two best quarterbacks that are going to be set up to succeed are whoever San Francisco takes and whoever New England takes. Just because they had more than those other teams, right now. Yes, and and I, again, I'm going to say it. I, I I think San Francisco is done. I, 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 well, I don't think but they still have talent. Yeah, and, and yeah, like if if, if Trey Lance were to get in that lineup and play full time with Debo Samuel, but they stink because Jimmy Garoppolo stinks. Just let's be real about it. So put Trey and they're Lance only in using and one I, guy. That doesn't help either. Right, and but, right, but I still think Trey Lance is, while he's still not a developed quarterback, he's he's still in a better situation yeah. than say the Jets, Jacksonville, or uh, what was the other team quarterback? Uh, oh, the Chicago. Bears. Yeah. Yeah. But the, and I, listen, I I still I still there I still believe that all three of those quarterbacks are going to be successful in this league. They just need to put in the right. They need to be put in the right position to succeed. And right now. None of them are. Trevor Lawrence, Zach but do you, Wilson. But do you see what Mark just did, though? Yep. Do you see what Mark just did? Do you see what, he, what he's trying to do? Hmm. He's, he's trying to point out the good things about Alabama. <laughs> he's not preparing for the storm that's coming. You're right. You got me, man. Jeff, Jeff are you going to send a stampede of live bulldogs to, to, to his house? <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Uh, God bless, I'm, guys. I'm telling you, prepare, Mark. Go out and buy canned goods. <laughs> You know, go out and get, you know, get plenty of toiletries, fill your bathtub with water, right? The whole thing, prepare because the storm is coming. All right. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, guys. Always great. Always great talking to you. Be good, guys. Oh, I love you, Mark. Marky Mark, man. There he is. Uh, he's been working his ass off. He's a good guy. Um, Jeff, before we let you go, have anything to say before we let you go? Prepare for the storm. It's gonna. It's biblical. It's absolutely <laughs> biblical. What's gonna happen? Well, we know what's gonna happen. We know. Georgia's gonna... got a tough, tough test this week, though. So I'm just trying to get through this week. I know you. You, you like the dogs this year, so who they got this week, Jeff? Florida. Florida. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like <laughs> probably their last big test before yeah, they I have was to say, go. They, the they, got, they got most of the other SEC East teams out of the way already. So it's, uh, I think, yeah. I, I, I didn't know if they, I didn't, I didn't know they're I out of conference schedule off the top of my head. I still think they have Tennessee left too or something, but Florida this week. So, and, you know, it's going to feel so good to be so right about college football just all the time. Errol should have taken my advice and bet the dogs when I told him to when they were plus 1,600. He did. Did you bet on it? Yes, of course. I told you I did. I was like, dude, you want to get in on this? They're going to just plow people over. It looks like the... I, I picked them back in July. And they're doing what they're doing with a backup quarterback. Mm. Yep. Think yep. about how sick... And they don't even have their best receivers playing. Yeah, I... Like, I, I that... Pickens is out for the year. I don't think he's coming back anytime soon. And I actually think you guys, Speedy, you of all people, I think should be rooting for him. Isn't that Phil McConkie's kid playing for him? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. See, there's a Giants connection, Speedy. Get on the bandwagon, bro. There's plenty of room for well, I'm you. Rooting for, I'm rooting for the Bulldogs. Yeah, I, I think they did mention that in one of the uh, one Everybody of the knows SEC I'm a Seminole fan. Uh, yeah. Not much to watch, but, you know. Nobody in the ACC is this year. Their best team is Wake Forest. <laughs> They, they haven't been much to watch for almost like ten years. Dude, did you see the Wake Forest game this week? Oh, what was it? Seventy to fifty-six. I didn't see the whole game. I saw parts of it. Dude, it was yeah, it was something. It was something stupid yeah, like know. that. Like there was literally like a touchdown scored on almost every possession. And what makes it even more disgusting is it was against Army. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are they? I saw a tweet like Army had a passing touchdown. Like listen, this college football listen, season. Li- Listen, bro, I respect all of our armed forces, Coast right. Guard, Army, Navy, Air Force, all of them. Let's face facts. They stink in organized sports. They right? do. They do. Terrific with, terrific with weapons, horrible with footballs, right? And if you're letting Army score 59 times, you're letting the wishbone offense score 59 points. Right. That's, that's, that's the ACC's best team. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's not much to talk about. Exactly. That's my point. <laughs> Jeff. Watch, watch out for Boston College next season, though, Speedy. They're only a quarterback away. Yeah, I saw I saw a couple of weeks ago they were 4-2. and two. They're actually doing pretty well. <clears throat> yeah, and they had Phil Yurkovich go down early in the season. The quarterback went down. They've been playing with uh, a terrible backup. And uh, another name, just you want another uh, fun thing to do, and, you know, you're looking for prospects. Old Tyler Vrabel on the offensive line there at Boston mm. College. All right. Old Is... Mike's kid. Uh-huh. Uh, you should uh, go and dude, go and look at this kid. He is a mountain. Maybe the Titans will draft him. Dude, he's like six seven, three forty. If he's that good, he'll be a for a top ten pick. He's yeah. not going. Dude, to how, Mike Frable, not Mike Frable will trade up to get his kid. <laughs> I can see it happening. This kid's really pretty I good. I mean, he's not like you know top of the first round good, but he's still pretty good. Well, yeah. How can you not be good when you're that big? His father's pretty you know? big dad. Dude, so. But just hop on the bandwagon, Speedy. We're doing this with the Georgia Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. You, we should, we should all just be throwing a party that Nick Saban isn't going to make it into the college football playoff. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, I get it. If you really want to get us, take us to the next level, literally considering the live bulldog idea. I have a dog that I like very much, and so I won't be getting another dog anytime soon. But no, they slobber everywhere. But I am rooting for the Bulldogs. Yeah, I'm rooting for Georgia. You know, but the stampede of live mascots. Uh, Alabama is not going to make it into the playoffs, though. They're done. Wow. They're in a lot of trouble. Well, yeah, if they lose to Georgia. They're done. Two lost team. 
yeah, there it's yeah, it's, it's going to be over because Ohio. I hope Carl is still listening. Carl, if you can hear me, Michigan stinks. <laughs> do, you think, do, you think, do you think they lose this week to Michigan State? No, I think no, I think. I don't think Michigan State has anything for Michigan. I, I, Michigan I agree State's with you hard. on that. I'm, what I've said uh, much of the season, I think Michigan's going to beat Michigan State, and then they're going to lose to Penn State. Now that Penn State has nothing to prove. That kid Thorne isn't a very good quarterback. They have a couple of nice receivers in Naylor and um, in Reed, right? That way, and, and, and Walker's a decent running back. But Michigan just – they really do play good defense. Michigan's problem is they can't score right. points. That's why I think they will win this game. I think they'll lose to Penn State because once Penn, once Penn State Penn gets, State stinks. They Penn do. Stinks. They do. But I think they have no pressure on them. Michigan's going to get a weird loss. And I think they'll Clifford, be Michigan Clifford State. will think will be healthy They'll be Michigan State, and they're going to beat Penn State. You're going to uh, get an undefeated Michigan against the whatever it is, an 8-1, 9-1 Ohio State team, and then Michigan's going to get run over because – Speedy, oh, go like and look 2018, at deja vu 2018. Speedy, go and go and look at what Penn State has done. They can't score points. Either. I know that. I, don't think I, they're be I able know to that. Score on Michigan. I, I'm not saying they're great. I think I think Clifford will be healthier by then, though, too. And Penn State couldn't even score points against Iowa. I know. I'm not saying Penn State's good. I'm just saying they have no pressure Purdue on them. Put up 40 and they're, points they're still talented. They're still talented, Purdue. and they have no pressure. Uh, they'll have no pressure on them now that they're gone because they're two lost team now too. So, right, I, too I, much. Too- too much distractions, though, because, A, they're not a very good team, and I also don't think it helps that James Franklin's name is swirling around. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess that's true, yeah. You think he's gone? I don't. I, 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 why, why would you make that move? No, I wouldn't either. Why would, why would you make that move? I'm just saying. He's a, he's, he's a, he's a pro-style coach that would be going to a very spread um, – conference everyone plays spread in that conference arizona state ucla yeah, right. oregon uh-huh. everyone plays spread exactly yeah i wouldn't do it either run. i wouldn't do it either i'm just saying it, i don't think he's a good possible. fit to go out there yeah. i honestly don't think he's a good fit to go out there yeah. I, I don't i don't think it's I, you know i don't know who they're gonna go and get but i don't think james franklin's the answer i think he's fine just where he is that's the conference for him they're a pro style conference you know they already get all the good players from pennsylvania and stuff which is a hotbed for high school football. And I, I, you know, another reason, honestly, he's established in the Big Ten. I don't want right. to move across town from Chip Kelly and try to recruit against Chip Kelly in an area he doesn't know anything about. Mm. True. I think that's a bad, that'd be a big mistake for him. No, I, I agree with that for sure. I was just curious if you thought he was going to, if you thought he was actually going to leave. <laughs> I mean, I think it should be a former player. I've said this for a long – like, if you look at, like, the model that's kind of working now, these kids don't care about, you know, uh, Jim Harbaugh. They care about Michigan because Michigan's got cachet, the school does. But no one's showing up to Michigan because, oh, I remember John Harbaugh throwing a pass with the Colts or Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> and then, you know what I'm saying? Like, no one knows about that. So I think they should get a younger person that might be relevant, a former player. You know, like, you know, Jawan Howard's coaching Michigan basketball. That's yeah, huge. Everyone knows. He's everyone, not very right, well with Michigan basketball. Right, but everyone knows Juwan Howard. Everyone knows the Fab Five. So that's a recruiting team. Mm-hmm. If, not that they're interested. I don't know that they're interested. But I think the move would be to get Reggie Bush. Mm. Reggie Bush, the USC coach. Tell him to stop making Wendy's commercials and, <laughs> and, and go coach USC. He'd be able to recruit. 
He was the oh, most sure. electrifying yeah. college player of recent history. Yeah. Right? He's a national champion. And he dated a Kardashian. <laughs> right, but right, but I'm just saying, like, that's why I think they should can Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, and I think they should hire Charles Woodson. Hmm. All right. Interesting. Former player yeah. model taking over the college football. I like it. But it works everywhere. It works everywhere. Name no, I'm not, I'm not like denying the, the success. I mean, it's a pretty large sample, so. It, I mean, name name a guy, honestly. Name a guy that isn't Nick Saban that is successful in college football that wasn't a former player. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know all the backstories, so I'll trust your judgment on that. Look at, look at just, you know, not for nothing, look at Tennessee. Tennessee's up and coming. Who did they hire as a coach? Heifel. Former quarterback Josh Heupel. Mm-hmm. You, you need former players to do this. He's going to recruit the hell out of that area and get a b- bunch of kids with talent, and they're going to be good in a, in a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. You know, but, like, Ed Orgeron's not, you know, doing so good. Mike Leach isn't very good, right? Like, nah, Mike, Mike Leach is good for personality. That's really it. He's a streaky coach. Right. <laughs> but you need, you know, like, it's, it's why I think Mike Norvell should be fired at Florida State and they should hire. Well, Deion he should have never ditched Memphis to begin with. That was that was like cold of him the way he did that. Right, but it's why it's why Florida State should ditch him. Like what you know, because they need to catch up on money because they're still paying Willie Taggart. So they need to catch up on money. They can't just fire another coach. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, they that, are. You know, that's pretty sad in itself. <laughs> well, they signed him to like a six-year contract. They fired him after his second year. Yikes! Right, so uh, that's why I think. Listen. Name a name a better dude to coach Florida State than Deion Sanders. Yep. Everyone knows the primetime brand. Everyone remembers him at Florida State. That would be a winning formula. Oh, I'm a Florida State fan, so I wouldn't I wouldn't mind it. So, right, but that's that. You know, like they're gonna fire Manny Diaz at Miami. If they hire anyone but Ed Reed, it's a failure. You don't think kids would want to show up and, to play for Ed Reed? Mm-hmm. They would. The question is, does he want to coach like that? He's already been on the sidelines this year for basically every game. Mm. He's already been like halfway coaching him. Very interesting. Jeff. That's what I I would do, you know. Big time former players, man. That's what's going to get kids to go to your school. Hey, I want to go. Like, it's just like, you know, Michigan basketball. Hey, I want to go play for the dude that was on the Fab Five. Right. You know? Wouldn't you want to go play for Charles Woodson, who was a Heisman winner, the last defensive player to win a Heisman? Yeah. Well, second. Uh, well, actually, no, no. He was, was the most Gilmore. recent. He was the most recent. Was it Gilmore? to win a Heisman? Well, the Heisman. I'm talking about the MVP. I mean, defensive. No, player. he's talking just Heisman. Yes, not, Charles Woodson, not, not defensive player of the year in the NFL. Charles Woodson won a uh, defensive player of the year, a Heisman, a Super Bowl. I Super think Bowls. Yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. I th- right. I th- it's did a he win a national title too? Um, no, I don't, I don't think, think so. I don't think Michigan's won in my lifetime. I don't yeah. think. But he, 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 I think he, he's the first player to ever do all that stuff. So yeah. MVP. It was a, a defensive player of the year in the NFL Heisman and Super Bowl with the Packers. I think he's the first player to ever do that. But I mean, if you're, if I mean, think about this, think about if you're a 17 year old kid, you're a junior in high school and Jim Harbaugh walks into your house and is like, I want you to come play quarterback at Michigan. You're going to go, who the hell is this dude? <laughs> if Charles Wa- Wa- Woodson walks into that same kid's house, he's going to be like, oh, man, that's Charles Woodson. Oh, no, they were 1997. They were 1997 national champions. Oh, were they? 
Yep. Voted atop uh, the final AP poll, according to this. I'm trying to figure out who they beat. Since... He's the first player to do all that. I, that all I know, he was the he's the only player in history to do all that. Win a Heisman, win a Defensive Player of the Year, win a national championship, and win uh, a Super Bowl. I don't think anybody's ever done it. He, he's done it all. So he, he's he's accomplished everything that you want, want to accomplish, and he's a Hall of Famer. So he will... and that would revive the ACC, by the way, too. Can you imagine a conference? Just think about this for a second, because Miami is going to fire Manny Diaz. They are definitely firing Manny Diaz. He's gone. So think about two years down the road in that big ACC matchup where Miami, with Ed Reed coaching, plays Florida State with Deion Sanders coaching. Be fun to watch. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like the, that's a ratings bonanza. It, Who's not watching that? No, I think everybody will be watching it. Even Tyler, who hates yeah. college football. Yeah, Jeff, they won the 1997 National Championship when Lloyd Carr was coaching there, and they beat Washington State in the Rose Bowl and was dubbed national champions that year. Lloyd Carr, I forgot about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I remember the headline when he was leaving, too, right? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? Could you remember who they were trying to get to coach? It, it, because the headline in the newspaper there was um, – is the new car less uh, have less miles? Oh, because they were trying to get less miles to coach. Wow, that is a great headline. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty funny. I was like, oh, that's yeah. Terrific. Whoever wrote that, that, that was a genius. Jeff, we gotta go, bud. All right, Errol, take care. Speedy, keep an eye on Kadarius Tony. <laughs> I will if he plays this week. I'm hoping he does. All right, boys. Cheers. Later, man. Jeff from Tampa. Uh, great show. Thank you, Mark, for joining us. Thank you, Michelle. Michelle Anderson. Tyler. Hello. There you are. <laughs> How's it going? You're alive? Uh, I think I fell asleep for an hour with my you, eyes open. You did when it came to football. You know, what, college are you, a horse football. now? No, college, open? college football. He doesn't, he doesn't follow NCAA college football. NCAA can kiss my ass. He's not a big college football fan. Although with the new rules. <laughs> with the new rules. I, I think college football is fun to watch. I started watching it more and more. It's actually, I think the te- it's better team football than the NFL. It's just, oh, it's it, dude. Oh. It's 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 when when you get closer to the championships, it's so much more fun to watch college football than it is the NFL. Oh no, the bowl games are better than most of the playoff uh, games oh, we it's get. So it's much just, fun. Uh, the national championship is so much better watching watching the national championship than the Super Bowl. I mean, the Super Bowl is just. It's a hit or miss. Right. Both for blowouts this year. Yeah, so well. it's a hit or miss. But I think, uh, you know, when you when you think Seth of the, nas- so damn good. the national championship, why is he so good? He's a good shooter? <laughs> what? Why is he so good? He's the most – he just – he's – they lost tonight, but he his performance is just amazing. He's a great shooter. Yeah, he's a great offensive player. He's a great shooter. Okay. We're not doing this right now. That's yeah, it. we'll be here for another hour. <laughs> I, I want to go. Anyways, uh, we will be back next week on Wednesday and Thursday. Listen to the Weekend Crunch. Check it out. If you don't live in Long Island, uh, download it or go to um, – what, what, what is it? Again, I'm sorry. iHeartRadio. Uh, Tune in radio. radio. Yes, <laughs> Tune in Radio. You can check us out. Uh, at check 7 out our app. 7 p.m. Yes, you can go to our app on iOS, WWSRN, or Android. I Worldwide Sports Radio <laughs> Network. Um, All I got to say is thank you to all the guests and all the fans that listen to us. We will be back next week. Good night. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.